with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. The sun is shining. Sort of beautiful yesterday. Was it yesterday? An absolutely stunningly cracking day. Except in the morning, when it was a miserable blooming day, and it was overcast, and it was damp, and I'd had the car washed the day before. I thought, well, that's good. You feel, I've, for some reason, I feel a lot better when the car's washed. I don't know why. kind of makes you feel good, doesn't it? And you look at the car and you think, oh, that's nice. Years ago, when you were children, you'd get out there and your mum and dad would give you a shilling or something for cleaning the car. No chance now. No chance. You have to go and pay a few pounds to get the car washed and dried. But I don't mind that. So I got it done. And then yesterday morning, I thought, what a lot. I'm going to do so many things today. I'm absolutely, on Saturday, going to get as many things done as possible. And I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head, apart from the fact that I, I, I wanted to buy some beans for a friend of mine. Now, you may think it's fairly strange to want to go and buy baked beans. But this is a friend of mine who... Um, who likes baked beans, and I'd seen a special offer. And the special offer was in Iceland. And so I go into Iceland to buy baked beans, and they were offering one tin, sorry, a four-pack of baked beans for £2.30, I think. And two packs for £3. So you've got eight tins of beans for £3. So I got really carried away with it. And I bought 42 tins of beans. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it 42? Wait a minute. I had 32. Well, it's, whatever it is, it's a lot of beans. It's a lot of beans, all from Iceland. And they're Heinz beans. I would only buy branded items from Iceland. I'm the same as most people. So, sitting in the car at the moment are something like 40 tins of baked beans. All for this friend of mine. And he said, don't, please don't buy me any more. I said, OK. He said, I'll be eating baked beans every single day. And I said, well, don't, don't worry about it. So I bought baked beans. Then I got carried away. So I get, I get my cup of coffee. In fact, actually, it was very odd because Paul Cooper, whose mum is probably listening at the moment, Paul said to me yesterday, because uh, I like to catch up with him every so often, you know, he's got the fruit and veg stall. Stall, it's a shop, for goodness sake. Even now extended through the back, which is much bigger. Uh, he said, I saw you standing outside Iceland. <laughs> and I said, yes. I said, I was going in to buy beans. He said, I won't ask. I said, best not. So I bought, bought the beans. Then I went to get my cup of coffee. Then I went to, where was I going to? I was trying to find something. I, was, I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, so I take, take the car in. To go, and, to go and do some shopping in Kingston. Couldn't find that, so I, I sort of came back from Kingston, and then I went to Richmond. And then, uh, for some inexplicable reason, by lunchtime, I decided to go further afield, and I wanted to find... Oh, that's what I wanted. Taps. Now, not just ordinary bathroom taps, but taps... I've got the tap in, it's just I've cracked the top of one of them. So what I want is just the replacement tap to go over the top. Can you find them? I'm convinced that years ago, you used to better buy two... Well, I did everything. I did Wix, I did B&Q, I did Sainsbury's Home Base, I did Robert Dias. In fact, I even got on the bus and went all the way to Chiswick High Street to go to the bigger Robert Dias there and came back. I wanted to go and buy taps. I came back with ten light bulbs, some inner soles for shoes and an alarm clock. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. So I came back... And, unfortunately, because of the roadworks in the middle of Richmond, there are no buses coming into Richmond Station. They're going out on the other side because they've sent them around the green, but there's nothing coming in, and they've blocked the road. So as you drive into Richmond, you have to do a left as if you're going to go up Richmond Hill, or that that first bit of Richmond Hill. So you can't get to the station. There's a big sign, road closed. So at the bus stop, they've covered the bus stops over. This made no difference to the 40 people standing there waiting for a bus. And I wanted to say to them, there aren't any buses, that they all look foreign. And I thought, I'm going to be completely wasting my time here. Somebody needs to come out from the bus company and say, there are no buses from here. You've got to go round the corner to get the bus. But nobody did. So I left at least 40 people standing by the bus stop yesterday. It can't, strangely, I, I got some sort of pleasure out of it. I can't, 
can't tell you what sort of pleasure it was. I just remember thinking, I should have said something, shouldn't I? I should have said, but I did enjoy the bus ride. I quite enjoy it, especially when you go round on the 319, you go round the back of queue and you look at some of these gorgeous houses. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Beautiful houses there. Uh, and I was thinking, I wonder how much all these things cost. And I thought, they cost a lot of money. But it was well worth, well worth looking at. So that was my pound, but I didn't end up getting the tap. So if you're a plumber, and you might better help me out on this one, can you still buy the tap tops? I don't want all the pipe work underneath. I don't want the gubbins. I just want to better take the tap to- off tap top off that I've got at the moment and put another one on and put a screw in the middle and then put the top bit back on. It's all the way. I can't find them anywhere. Then somebody said, oh, you know, what, what make is it? I've got no idea. But I don't want the whole tap bit. Can you buy them? I'm sure years ago you could. Anyway, uh, they, uh, I also, yesterday, I, I did something I've never done before. I went into Lidl. Now, it was only because it was fairly empty and I was in Kingston. I thought, like, nobody, nobody knows me. So I've, I've got my hoodie on and, and I've got the dark glasses and, and I go into Lidl. Do you know, it was cheap. Branded goods, branded goods. And I'm, I'm, I've already, tri- in fact, they've already eaten some of the Lidl product today because I bought some, some Cadbury's cream eggs. That came from Lidl. I'd also bought some Viscount biscuits. You know, the mint ones, the mint cream ones. Four, a 14 pack, pound, pound. I might be going in there tomorrow because they've got this Vitality yogurt drink. Six of them, normally two quid, pound. A pound. I mean, the only thing I would complain about in Lidl is the people who work on the tills. That's the only thing I would actually complain about. <laughs> so very funny indeed. But I, I love going in there because I thought it was just really inexpensive. So I, and I even picked up one of their their sort of special bargains. Th- and they do everything. They absolutely do everything. I mean, everything from binoculars. Why you'd want to go to Lidl to buy binoculars, I don't know. But you can. Telescopic hiking poles. Just the kind of thing you need. You go into Kingston, don't you go? Do you know, I must get some telescopic hiking poles. Eleven ninety-nine. Two-way radios. £19.99. I mean, it's just... Some of it was just... It's so incredibly cheap. A lot of the makes I've never heard of, so I'm assuming it's coming from abroad. It was strange, because when I went to Chiswick High Road and I bought the light bulbs, 10 for a pound. I think it must be a government-sponsored uh, issue. And I said to the guy, I said, they're so cheap, 10 for a, a 10p a light bulb. And they're these long-life ones, 16 watt, but it, uh, it produces 75 watts or something like that. And I said, who buys them? He said, do you know, he said the other week, some Polish guys came in and brought in rucksacks and filled them up with these 10 light bulbs for a pound. I said, why? He said, well, they're probably going on to sell them somewhere else. 10, for, 10p each. You know, if, if you're actually putting them in a house, you go, light bulbs, they were a pound each and whatever. And so they're making 90p on a light bulb. So they bought hundreds of these blooming things. I like them a lot. I really do. So I was, I was very, very happy. Very happy with my light bulbs. I just can't find the taps, which isn't particularly good, is it? Uh, and then yesterday evening, because it was so lovely, Mike and I decided that uh, we'd go and have some tapas. So we had, again, eyes bigger than stomach, and it was particularly lovely, the weather yesterday. It was. Everybody went. Nobody was doing anything. People were just going to sit by the river and, and just chill out, which is quite... I like chilling out by the river. I could happily sit there all day. You've only got to stick some, some nice pub food and, uh, and, a, and a few glasses of wine, and I'm quite happy. I'll sit there forever, as long as I'm chatting away to people. So we had, we had a nice time, and they tried out in the tapas place in Twickenham. They were doing some uh, roast belly of pork. 
Yum, yum, yum. It's not on the menu yet, but it was particularly delicious. So we had that, and then we had some spare ribs, and we had some aubergine, and I had some chips. I didn't eat many chips, and we, as usual, we get talking to the ladies on the table next, one of whom was a retired teacher, and we were talking about the way Twickenham's changed. Not necessarily for the better, it has to be said. But it, the whole thing, it was just very pleasant. Went home yesterday evening, put my feet up, got in this morning... And my Amazon stuff had arrived. So all in all, it's looking very promising. I've now got the whole Hetty Wainthrop series. I've got the whole of Columbo. And I've got the whole, all the series of Pie in the Sky. So it's, it sorts me out quite nicely. Had a, a chat to my friend Jackie Gill. Lit a can- Oh, I had a disaster with a candle. Oh, dear me. On Friday, I went at... You remember at Christmas, I did the Frost Fair. We did uh, Fortnum and Masons. We went to a fantastic Byzantine exhibition. Um at wherever it was, Burlington House. And in Fortnum and Mason's, I bought these candles, and they look like beautiful Christmas tree decorations in gold and silver, where the, the middle bit looks like it's been sucked in, like, like that. And so all the way around, it's that, so I lit this candle yesterday, uh, on Friday. And I've been, it's been going for a little while now. What a mistake. What a mistake. Ruined my day. Because I'm sitting there, and I've lit the candle, and I'm sort of, I'm not thinking about anything, I'm watching the television... And all of a sudden, I looked down at the base of the television, and there's some little white specks on there. And I thought, little white, oh, dear, what's that? I thought, I've just dusted that thing. So, I, I've, luckily, I've always got a handy duster. So, I do that bit around the television, and it didn't come off. So, I put my finger on it. It's wax. I look around the back of the television, because I've got this, this candle thing on a, a big gold stand. It sounds revolting, and it probably is. But anyway, what had happened was, the candle had melted all the way through... It had dripped all the way over the stand. I've got candle wax all over everything, including a very valuable uh, piece. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting... And I, well, I'm, I'm, I blow the thing out, and I have to take the candle off. I'm then with a knife trying to chip the wax off the... T- I'm just up to here with it. I, it was just awful. Ruined my, ruined my day completely. But the rest of the weekend, fantastic. And today, fantastic as well, because we've got a nice programme for you. We'll go through the papers in a moment. Some stories make you smile... Some stories make you go, ugh, and other stories make you go, because they're even worse. So we'll have the travel as well, we'll have the news headlines, and of course we take all your texts and emails, e- your emails, it's steve at lbc.co.uk and 84850. And David and Ealing, thank you for that. We will shoot the editor on that one. I think they actually forgot about it. Easily done, and i tell you why it probably happened. It's because on the Connie Fisher, I put two pieces of music in one band. And what I never do, and I'm not known for doing, is two pieces of music in a band. I normally only do one at the beginning. On this particular one, at the halfway point, I stuck an extra track in. And so what I did was, in the studio, and I'm going to come clean with you, there's no point in telling you fibs on a Sunday morning, because I can't, because I might be going to a church later. But, uh, but what I do is, I, if, if I've got the guests in the studio, we very rarely listen to the track. It's like a lot of people, it's put in afterwards. It's what's commonly known as overlaid. So I would have Connie Fisher in and I would say, well, Connie's got a new album out and here's a lovely track called True Love Only. And then I would pause for a second so that they can then drop the track in and then I would back announce it by going, Connie Fisher with True Love Only. We'll be back after the break. And that's how, that's how I would record it. So you wouldn't actually hear any music, so the guest never gets to hear themselves singing again. Which doesn't, doesn't particularly bother me and it doesn't bother them either. It just means you can get through a programme a little bit quicker. So I did it... Just before we go to the break, here's Connie Fisher with True Love Only. Connie Fisher with True Love Only. And that's exactly what you heard at 7.20, so I'm terribly sorry about that. That was my fault. David said I need an extra aspirin to get over it. <laughs> I've already done my aspirins this morning. Uh, Tyrone has been podcasting all morning as I've missed the week's shows because not getting up early enough. When are you coming back to the Fairfield Halls? 
Um, I don't know, actually. There might be an announcement on uh, on that one. I'm looking forward to Bank Holiday Weekend. Check steveallenshow.com for further details. Uh, there's also... I've got some more of your uh, texts and emails. Sarah says, I like Connie Fisher. Lovely voice, nice person. We have her first album and certainly will be buying her second. Uh well, that's good for you. That's, it's nice, isn't it? If you like doing things like that, I agree. Uh, Steve, we've been loyal followers, but the thought of you having 42 tins of beans around you is beyond the pale. We're big beans fans, but don't keep them in the house because of occasional windy consequences. Stuart and Rob, I'm afraid in Weybridge. Of course, in Weybridge, they wouldn't actually have beans. They would grow their own beans. They wouldn't actually. So I've got 42 tins of beans in the car. 42. I mean, I ask you. But I'm generous like that. You know, I'm give, give, give. Some people just receive, but... I give. Let's have a check on the uh, on the road, shall we, for you this morning at 8.16. And this morning with the travel, it's Louise Rundle. Good morning. Well, on the M25, traffic is slow on the clock. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Now, if you're near a computer, you must actually uh, go on to the photo, because there are two things you need to look at. First of all, there are pictures of the LBC. The new pictures are up on the... Uh, now, I have to tell you, if you actually click onto them, depending on how many clicks we get, determines where we are in the ratings. Now, you know at the moment I'm very funny about the ratings. I did get a little bit worried about three weeks ago, and I said to Amanda, I'm a bit worried because I appear to have dropped off the podcasting because they did the top ten. Now, quite clearly, we've been at number one for the last three years because more people podcast my programmes than anybody else in the history of the English-speaking world, especially if you're adopting children. And so a lot of people have been downloading, but I, I dropped off the end because they only did the top 20. At one time, they did the top 20. Now they, they only do the top 10, and I got a little bit panicky that I wasn't on it. And I thought maybe there'd been a mistake, and I did think about writing my name out on a piece of paper and sticking it on the board anyway. But lo and behold, two weeks ago, I popped up again at number nine and number ten. So Steve Allen gets three positions. One is for the in-conversation, and the other one is for the bite-size. The Steve Allen bite-size. I'm not too sure what that means, but it's Steve Allen bite-size. So I'm equally keen for you to go to lbc.co.uk, click on the uh, presenter's photos, and if you so you'll, you'll see the little ones there. The, there's, there's one of me. I'm third one in. I'm on the same page as Nick Ferrari, and I'm just above Ken Livingstone, which isn't difficult. And... Um, do you know, strange enough, I did listen to Ken Livingston the other day. I nearly drove the car off the road. At one point, he came up with a classic line, oh, of course, I'm from a, a working-class family. I thought, we're all from working-class families. We just don't go on about it all the time. Anyway, so here is Steve Allen uh, looking... I think that jacket looks quite smart, you know, considering it's a cheap old jacket. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one there, but th- that's OK. That's number three, photo three. Uh, and then we get... There, there's me again... They like that one, actually, for some reason. But there are, loads, there are loads of me on here. However, once you... And wait a minute, I have to just check. Oh, the Ken Livingston following me. Hello. And... Uh, oh, it's another one of Ken. So we, we've all got the standing and the sitting ones. James O'Brien. Is that sort of interesting, isn't it? I, I don't mind that one at all. That's the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's growing that beard. Most odd. Anyway, uh, so he's, sort of, he's got a beard going. And you've got Wales. You know what Wales looks like. Uh, Jenny Barnett, she photographs very well, doesn't she? She's very lucky. I think women are lucky. I mean, she's only got a... Co- Look at that. That's, a, that's such a good picture, isn't it? That's such a good picture. Such a good picture of the Barnet. And uh, it's Petri. Look at that. That's pretty as well, isn't it? Very pretty. Look at that one. See, we're obviously all done in the same way, sitting in the studio with the LBC logo. Which is quite nice. So we're all. There. Let me just have a quick look and see if there's any any I don't really like. Um, I'm looking at the first first page. On, on the first page, you get Clive Bull as well. 
He always looks the same, Clive, doesn't he? He always looks the same. And then, oh, it's Bill Buckley. Where was your dad? I've just realised we're all exactly the same pictures, aren't we? And, uh, and there's, uh, oh my God, look at that, That's smug. And, uh, <laughs> Simon Calder. Do you know, the funny thing is, now Jim Davis's picture, doesn't that make his face look very long? Has he been photoshopped or something? <laughs> it's just, because I know what Jim looks like. I see him most days. And that's actually... Let's have a look at that one there. Is that one any... Has his face grown longer or something? It's just... You have to check these out because it's, it's, it's well worth checking out because you can have as much fun as, uh, as we have looking at them. However, the actual page that you must go to as well... Oh, look, as Joe, She takes a good picture as well. Christo. That's airbrushed. And um, who's that? I don't know who that is. Oh, do you know, it's Anthony Davis. He's a bit too good-looking, actually. He was told me he was going to wear his toque, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't wear it. Uh, but I was. I was going to remind you. Now, where is the? Um, I've got to go back to this album because there was some. Where were the old LBC photos? You've you've got to find this page on the LBC page for the simple reason, it's it's just unbelievable. It's the photo galleries, and I think it's the old. Now on the old LBC presenter photos, I don't know where they've got. I have a I have sets of them at home. You've got Adrian Love on there, sadly no longer with us. Andrew Gidley, who was part of our sports team, Angie Bray, very big in government, very big, Uncle Bob Holness. Now, strangely enough, Brian Hayes is on. Brian gets two pictures. I'm a little bit miffed by this, but Brian was the star of LBC. And there's Bavin Cook. Now, Bavin was not a presenter. He was a producer. So what they did was they used to take, in the early days of LBC, photos of some of the producers if they were working on a particularly... uh, a particular programme that warranted people writing in. For example, there's a picture of Lawrence Spicer on here, who's head of religious affairs. Well, nobody ever asked for pictures of Lawrence Spicer for some reason. Uh, And you've got Dan Damon, Colin Turner, Carol Allen, no relation. We had more Allens on LBC than anything else. Dominic Allen, Steve Allen, Mike Allen. I mean, Allens, like it was a very common name. Dave Loyne, who's now on the BBC with David Leutner, they call him. Uh, Dickie Arbiter, of course, who went to work for... Prince Charles. So they're all on here. There's, there, there's Lawrence Spicer there. There's Lawrence Spicer. Uh, and you've got Jill Pirate, Douglas Moffat, uh, Jenny Lacey. There's Jeremy Beadle, early picture of Jeremy. You have to look at these because there's, there's so many. You wouldn't believe how many presenters LBC had. I mean, th- there's pages of them, pages of them. Philip Eden, who does the weather, Peter Dealey. Now, Mal Redding was also a producer, together with Ian Marshall, but they got photos. Because of the programmes they worked on, their presenters were popular, and so people wanted pictures of the producer as well. Because you'd say, oh, you know... And so Ian Marshall was my producer at one point, and so he had his, his picture taken because people would ask for it. And there I am, looking <whistles> mean and moody. Which is very nice. In fact, I get two pictures. There's me leaning up against a lamppost. Uh, and if, if you actually click on them, you can have a look at Steve <laughs> It's man about to... Now, I gave that to somebody. I don't know who I've signed it to. Oh, it's to Dawn. Oh, it came from Dawn, of course. I've just realised. And that's, that's Steve Allen leaning up against a lamppost. And then we had all the pictures that were done by Walker Prince. So you must go on, because each one you click on earns us brownie points. And if you click on all of mine, I kind of get brownie points. And it, it's, sort of, it's, it's the kind of thing that, uh, that works well on a Sunday morning. So you can have a look at what the, the old presenters of LBC look like, and you'll suddenly marvel at the fact that there were so many famous names who are still going. Sadly, we've, we've lost a few. There's the stop it next door, stop it. We weren't aware of how attractive we were. It's, I wasn't yet. <laughs> a lot of flustering going on next door, I suspect. But very interesting. But you can look at the new LBC pictures. All the, all the presenters are on there. Uh, Adrian's done a sterling job. 
So do go on and have a look at the uh, at the new LBC picture. It'll 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 if nothing else on a Sunday morning, it'll make you smile when you and you'll all be writing in going, I can't believe Steve you're that attractive. Or failing that, I can't believe you're unattractive. But either way, I don't care. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Every text, every email will be read out uh, to... Uh, well, I have to do this one here to sort of... Poor old John. No, John, if I was going to work with a failure, it certainly wouldn't be that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> Dear me, I mean, honestly. Couldn't sell five tickets. Couldn't sell five tickets. I mean, I'd, I'd sell by myself, so that's quite handy, as you know, of course. Uh, another one here on the subject of beans. Uh, what kind of beans make baked beans? Well, that, I have no idea, Richard. It's haricot beans, as far as I remember. And and what they do is they, um, I don't know what they do. I suppose they, they just cook them and then they cover them with sauce and then they, they marinate in the tins. I'm just always amazed that they last for such a long time. Somebody the other day I heard on LBC was saying, most useless invention was the, um, that can opener. You put on top of the can, you push the button, it turns around by itself. And they said it was absolutely useless. Well, I've got one and it's absolutely brilliant. It's the easiest can opener I've ever had in my entire life. And I bought it because it was cheap, not the one on the, uh, the television, the other one, because already copies have, have come out of these things. So very, very easy. 84850, uk. Another one here from, uh, from uh, Sandra and Gordon. It says, congratulations on your baked bean purchase. You are truly the baked bean king, baked bean king of south-west London. <laughs> like the rest of your listeners, we're intrigued to know, having bought several packs of four, you've ended up with 42. I, I, I couldn't add them up. I've got, wait, I'll tell you how many I bought, because I've got, one, two, I think I've got five bags in the car, and in each bag there is, well, in some of the bags there's four packs, and in some there's two, and I can't remember exactly which one's got which in. You're right, actually, it's not 42. It's not 42, Ginza, but I don't know what it is. For reasons of health and safety, could you let us know where they're going? We think it's best avoided for the next few weeks. I love that. Au revoir, chérie. Now, where did that come from? Was that an advert? Au revoir, chérie? I would love to know. Uh, Try original bathrooms in Kew Road, Richmond. See, the trouble is, most of these places, they're not going to do individual taps. They're going to send, uh, I'm afraid, the the whole tap. And I don't want the whole tap. I just want the top bit. That you know, the bit you turn. Norman says, may I, through you, express my thanks to LBC for picking me as the winner of the online Sky competition. Who was running the Sky competition? Was that, was that O'Brien running the Sky competition? Who was running the Sky competition? I can't remember who was doing it. It was, James. So, Norman, oh, well done, Norman. He says, I've won a Sky package, which includes all their channels free for a year, a dish, and one of their magic boxes. He says, I'm thrilled, as I, as I normally couldn't win an argument. The installation will take place on Thursday. Good for you. Norman, I'm thrilled. It's always nice to win something, isn't it? I'll never win anything, actually. Uh, I've got a special how low today, have I? Oh, we have to... Oh, have you? Oh, right. Is it? Oh, no, I've got it here. I found it. I found it. Oh, my... Oh, not... Uh, this is just ridiculous. I'm not giving that away. I don't, don't think people... Deserve... It's, it's too good, and it only runs till 11 o'clock this morning. I'm not sure I want to tell you about it. But unfortunately, I've checked the terms of the contract and I've got to offer it to you whether I like it or not. So I'll do that in a minute. Vanessa says the tap tops you want, you can probably get at New Line, which are in Westbourne Park Road. They're in the part of the Westbourne Park Road around the corner from Portobello Road. All the builders go there. (laughs) She says, I've given up on home base B&Q and Robert Dyer. So I think you'd be amazed at what you can get there. Well, I'm just going to take one in and go, "I I want two of these. I want a red one and a blue one. <laughs> it's not complicated. They're probably going to look at me and think I'm balmy, aren't they? Because I'm, I'm really not having much luck with this. Or failing that, I'll just have to just 
just rip the blooming things out and start all over again. I saw a lovely shower the other day. I don't know what your showers are like. Um, I've just got a... It's not a power shower. It just works on the taps, but the pressure is brilliant. And, and that's quite nice. But I saw this one, which lit up, had jets all over the place, and I thought, do you know, I just absolutely fancy that. I fancy putting in a new shower. But at the moment, all I want is the tap tops. It's not difficult, is it? I'm not asking for something that's too complicated. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. The sun is out. It's a glorious day. And on anybody sitting in bed, I just re- I thought I was looking at a reflection of myself a minute ago. Having seen the pictures, and I'm just waiting for the abuse to start this morning. Dear Steve, I've just seen your photograph. You're not at all attractive. I'm not at all surprised you're on the radio. And I always laugh and go, yep. I am. I've never claimed to be attractive, thank goodness. It'd be dreadful if you were if you were very good looking. Although strangely enough, Jim Davis is possibly the best looking LBC presenter. And yet I think my pictures look better than his. <laughs> I can say that because he's not here. Katie in Guildford says, uh, because you said we have to go, we got tickets for Spring Awakening and went last week. Very original, great staging, good recommendation. Saw your quote on one of the billboards. You're famous. Well, famous on, on a billboard poster. Actually all around Leicester Square. I've got my name on the on the Wicked posters. In fact, there's a huge one round the corner here. There's another one on the other side. Every time you see them, because I love Wicked, love that. In fact, I was I was sitting on the bus the other day listening to it on my little iPod. I've, d- I've, I've decided I'm quite happy sitting on a bus now. People say to me, you're far too famous to go on buses. I said, no, no, I really like getting on buses. I do trains, so I don't see why I shouldn't do a bus. I just wish I could use my Oyster card, but I can't at the moment. So David and Katie, professional children's entertainment... Do you know, I saw a thing the other day with a balloon, but I can't, can't tell you about it. Um, uh, Eve says, please get in touch with the Plum Centre. I shall try them as well. I think they're all going to look at me like I'm balmy. I just need somebody in my area to say, good, hello, Steve, pop in. We'll, we'll sort your, your taps out. Uh, Paul as well says, uh, I think there's one here, and this is by plumbing, so tap tops. He says, I last emailed you about Crohn's. I have it and wrote you about being a sufferer and you knew a friend or relative who had a son with it. Uh, I know quite a few people who have Crohn's in the Rose family. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes. Mark and Paige and uh, the lovely lady who works in my Marks and Spencers. Her daughter has Crohn's. I know, quite, I know all about Crohn's. In fact, we ended up doing a programme on it because I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of what Crohn's is. And now, now I'm, I'm better informed. Gary in Walthamstow says, knowing how much you love hymns, and thanks for Ray Conniff's We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Have you got hymns are swinging, the Mike Sam singers? Do you know, strangely enough, I have hymns on my uh, iPod. And, and I, 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 I don't know, I can't just... Um, wait a minute, let's see if I can find uh, an album here. Uh, songs, artists, what have we got? Artists. I, but I did download about three uh, hymn albums, and one... I think is the Huddersfield Chorus, and they have a lovely, lovely album, which is, um, I don't know how you describe it, actually. It's not on this one, strangely enough. Oh, yes, Huddersfield Choral Society. Check them out. They do all the hymns, and they do all the Christmas carols, and you can find them on iTunes. You can order them, I think, from Amazon. Very, very good indeed. Very good. Actually, I, a friend of mine, Chris, the other day, father of my godchildren, phoned me and said, oh, I need your help, Steve, need your help. And I said, listen, I'm sure that my, my audience can help me with this. Said, I'm trying to get Paint Your Wagon. He said, I can't find it anywhere. I can't find it on iTunes. Can't do this kind of... I said, and I happen to be in Richmond. I walk into HMV. This must have been on the Thursday. And lo and behold, right in front of me on the musical section is Paint Your Wagon, five pounds. So I bought it. I bought two copies because I, I don't remember ever seeing Paint Your Wagon. I know that the song... I was born under a wandering... And it's got Clint Eastwood in. 
and Clint Eastwood sings, sort of. And I've forgotten what it was. It, it's billed as a comedy, and it's got some really good stuff on it. Anyway, so I said to the guy behind the counter, you haven't got the soundtrack, have you? And I'll just check, see if we've got it in one of our other shops. This was an HMV. So he says, no, we haven't. So I said, that's OK. So I bought two copies of the DVD. Go home, go onto Amazon, find it immediately. So I send it down the other day. Unfortunately, I pushed the wrong button, and I ordered two copies of the CD and one of the film again. So Chris and family got two copies of the CD. He never mentioned the fact he got two copies of the CD. Just thank, thank you for the CDs. They're both the same. <laughs> what he thought they were. But uh, very funny. Thank you for all the people sending in um, tap... Uh, websites. There seems to be a, a plethora of them. I'm very, very grateful. Uh, I have tried, Patrick, googling tap tops, unfortunately, and it leads you nowhere. Nowhere. Steve, you should better buy a product by Briston to replace your tap heads, which we keep in stock at Ashford Heating Supplies in Staines. It's uh, a product that replaces the inner tap cartridge and head all in one. Can't I just get the Because <laughs> I've got... I've, I, I looked the other day in Wix, and I, there's a bit with the inner bit. I don't want all that bit. I just want the tap top. I want the tap top. I've a, I've a feeling I'm never going to get this blooming thing, I can tell. Uh, Kirk says, I'm not really a fan of Connie Fisher, but the interview is great. What a genuine person she is. Uh, I can also understand about someone being close to her, as I, too, lost my twin at birth. Makes you want to push yourself in life and achieve what you really want. Always worth pushing yourself. I hate people who are lazy. I can, I can cope with most things. I can't cope with laziness. And I sat at the bus stop yesterday, and there were three, let's just call them oiks, uh, probably aged about 12. Uh, quite clearly, they looked as though they would probably rob... And they were sitting there, and they were eating a Cadbury's cream egg and dropping the bits on the floor. And this elderly gentleman walked past with his wife, and he went, Oi, there's a bin there. And so they, and I thought, blimey, this is going to kick off. They, they picked up the bits, threw them in there. with a, And then this other Herbert turned up with a hoodie on, who looked like he was in need of a good bath or at least some disinfectant. And, uh, and one of them said, hey, mate, you he went into the post office and bought them cigarettes, came outside, and this little packet of oiks, you know, ripped the paper off, threw it on the floor. And, uh, and smoked their, their cigarettes. And I thought to myself, you're probably like that at home, actually, I should imagine. It, it's just a little, bit, a little bit worrying when you see these people. Of course, now they all appear to be on holiday, don't they, for Easter, so we're going to have to put up with that. But the good news is that uh, there are fun fairs all over the place, and we love fun fairs. We absolutely love fun fairs. Uh, Steve, the staff in our Lidl are very polite and hard-working. Uh, go on the net for your taps. Uh, you can buy tap heads in Wilkinson's in Kingston. Uh, no, I had a look there. They haven't got them anymore. Uh, Clip in Woodford Green. Yes, we know about that one. Try Screwfix for your replacement tap top, says Rich and Hayes. Uh, Christina says, she's in Camberley, about the TV and the candle. I think it's just called desserts. It tends to happen when you reject God or mock his people. Really, dear. You're as barking as you sound, aren't you, really? Never mind. <laughs> it's not your fault. Back to the drinking and the tablets. Maggie says, if I'd seen you walking into Lidl's, a man of your age wearing a hoodie and dark glasses, I'd have reported you. <laughs> Jenny in Westminster, thank you very much. Lee. Chocolate raisins, very nice, and the butter, which is German. Is everything in there foreign? And it never crossed... Because I know Lidl is a, is a German store. It just never crossed my mind that all the stuff would be. Uh, another one here. Uh, Jean says, did I see you in Bermondsey? Uh, you found me out, haven't you? You found me out. Uh, apparently, put a piece of newspaper over it and iron it. That's where if you want to get rid of uh, the wax. Not on the television thing I don't want to uh, iron, I'm afraid. Uh, Avenue Sunbury for taps, says Helen. If he hasn't got them, he will go and get them. Uh, Brian says, Teddington Woolworths is being turned into a dreams bed shop. Any news at Twickenham? No, it's far too big. Lord. <sighs> 
That's fine, it's fine. Do you want to borrow the Lidl catalogue, just if there's anything you want to buy? Yeah, You'd be not? surprised how cheap it is. Look, I'm going to get some of these things, the Vitality yoghurt <laughs> drink. Look, six for a pound. That's unbelievable. They're good value. Very good value. Wow. I wouldn't buy meats or stuff like that, but I'd buy, you know, that. Things like that. Yeah. I think it's very good for you. And I'm thinking of getting a walking stick or perhaps a pair of binoculars. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think. Uh, Laura says you could put all the baked beans in the bath and have a charity do. Yes, right. Uh, Sarah says can I have a nodding buster. Okay. Uh, Alan in Dalston Village says can you mention my friend Lynn in Barnet who doesn't know what Lidl is, let alone shop there. Wendy says that's not you. You had a body double. I know. I told you that the insults are going to happen over the picture. But the good news is, the good news is that you're going to log on and you're all going to be looking at the Steve Allen pictures. But it's no good just look. You have to actually click onto the picture for it to register as a click-through. And that way they then come back and go, and whose picture was blown up more, in the nicest possible way, Steve Allen's. Which I quite like. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, are you related to James Whale? No. Uh, Steve, the Jade's funeral service at St John's Church meant that the Buckhurst Hill Horticultural Society Spring Show was cancelled. So it's uh, rather a shame. What association did Jade have with Buckhurst Hill to warrant such action by the local vicar? Uh, So the church cancelled their use of the church hall. I don't know. I mean, I, I looked at the pictures. To be honest, I'm, I'm trying to avoid mentioning it because I think it's finished now and I'm not, not really that, that bothered about it anymore, really. You know. Uh, Steve, just good on your website for the first time. Your voice doesn't sound like what you look like. You're really quite handsome, says Lynn from the kiosk in Clacton. Ha! Friend of Terence Seabrooks. Uh, Steve, I was listening to a radio station in Australia a few years ago and I heard Colin Turner covering the late-night UK football coverage. God, I've not seen Colin Turner for years and years. Steve, the beans are good for you, especially your blood sugar level. They're not for me, Lynn. I bought them for somebody else. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a bean person, I'm afraid. So I just had to have a quick slurp of my tea this morning. So rude, isn't it? Uh, so I've suddenly realised that if you're listening on DAB, you can hear everything. Everything. I heard an interview with somebody the other day, and it was on Nick Ferrari's program, and I could hear him turning the pages over, and I thought, so in other words, every time my poor stomach goes, you're just going to, you're going to be hearing it really bad. I'm so sorry. I can't help it. I keep telling people I'm ill. Noreen says, you've worn me out. All you did yesterday. Seen the new and the old pictures, done loads of clicking. Well done to Dawn. Yeah, good for Dawn. Good for Dawn. Uh, Steve, has Andrew Pierce got new photos? Yes, he has. I saw him in my local Waitrose and he looked much better in the flesh. Really? I'm surprised. I think he's, he's better actually in, in photo. <laughs> Double lotto rollover this Wednesday. Thank you. Catherine says, can we still get pictures signed and sent out? No, no. You can, you can, I think you can download the pictures on the website. I think so. You can, you know, if, if you want a, a keepsake. Or failing that, if you come to any of the shows that the presenters have around the, uh, the capital. Uh, another one here, Lisa and Harrow says, there's an excellent, helpful plumbing store that stocks everything in Loughton. Opposite home. A bit far out for me, Loughton, but thank you for that one. Uh, Francis says, where's Mike Allen these days? I don't know where Mike is. I don't know. I did see him a little while ago. Try screwfix.com. You can look online. I should have to write that one down, actually. Have we got to, can we write that down? You write down screwfix.com and I'll have a look at that. Uh, Kia says, go to a plumber's merchant, not a DIY shop. Lovely. And uh, Martin says, if you can provide me the broken part, I'll do my best to locate a replacement. You know, I won't have a tap then. <laughs> That's the problem. I won't have to open the blooming thing. Jackie at Specsavers in Romford. Yeah, thanks. You look gorgeous in your pictures. <laughs> oh, dear. We do love that, don't you? Uh, another one here. Have you watched The Wire? I have not. 
Mark the Bailiff says, My twin died when my mum was five months. She was hit by a motorbike, and it's strange. I don't feel complete. And it was Lee Marvin, that song, I Was Born Under a Wandering Star. There you go. Uh, another one here. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Lovely and sunny in Epping, says Gary. Do you like our Marks and Spencers? I do love your Marks and Spencers. You've, you've got a better Marks and Spencers than... What, oh, look at the time. Oh, there's no time on this programme. I haven't even looked at the papers, so I'm, I'm trying to avoid... I'm trying to avoid anything to do with the funeral from yesterday because, frankly, I'm terribly sorry, but I'm bored witless with it. I'm absolutely bored witless. I'm fascinated looking at the pictures, but I don't think you want to hear about it either. If you do, then I'll do it. But uh, judging by some of your emails and texts we've had so far, you don't want to hear about it either. It's uh, quarter to nine. With the travel, Louise Rundle. Good morning. On the M25, clockwise. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to nine. Brian and Carrie say, can't believe how you've aged. I know it's dreadful as you head towards 60, isn't it, really? It's, it's this ageing process. Uh, don't they sell tap heads in Maplins? Never thought about Maplins. It's an electrical store, isn't it? I've no idea. Um, Steve, why don't you uh, photograph the tap on your phone and Google replacement tap heads? That's Stephen in Beaconsfield. That's a thought. Please say a big hello to my mother-in-law, Pam who's staying with us following a replacement knee operation. She's very down after the op, and a hello will cheer her up. Imagine a replacement knee. I hope they got it from another human. Where do they get these replacement knees? Is there a site for it? A site for replacement knees. <laughs> I love the idea. Good luck, Pam. Thank you for that. Um, Diana says, I'm having to listen to you via the radio on in the kitchen at full blast as my son has nicked my speakers for the computer. There is a builder's merchant and plumber shop in Brentford High Street. So it's no point in going to these girly, fashionable hardware shops. I know, I know, I totally agree. I had a traipse down to Park Shot, she said the other day. And uh, I must have been trailing around after you, because I nearly joined that gaggle of people at the station bus stop to go to Kingston. I had to traipse all the way down to Park Shot. Did a good shop in Lidl. It's a bit of a problem, isn't it, when you get bags and... I see people staggering on the buses, trying to get things uh, on there, and it's really difficult. Uh, Steve, suddenly cannot podcast. Is it me, or is there a problem your end? Says Maggie. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think all our, our stuff is really good. Taps and bath, says Nicky. Thank you. We're getting some really good, uh, some really good stuff here. Steve uh, says, Peter, I live in Rotherhithe. Turned out to see the cortege leave Albans. About 100 people there, but many more down the blue. I just saw it as a public event and uh, something I like to witness. Exactly. Finish now. All over and done with. Teddington Hardware, ask for Sylvia, says Ursula. Teddington Hardware, ask for Sylvia. Can you imagine? <laughs> now, listen, uh, against my, my better judgment, we've got a how low, and it's a Samsung netbook. Now, this one finishes this morning. It's only on this programme, finishes at 11 o'clock, so you've only got to wait for about two hours, ten minutes, before somebody gets a phone call going, well done, you've won the Steve Allen Samsung netbook. It can be yours. This netbook is incredibly small, light, and yet very powerful, a bit like me, despite being small and compact. It's got a normal notebook-sized keypad to make typing easier, and it's got a battery life of up to seven hours, ideal to carry around town, so you can work anywhere. Now, you know how these how-lows work. The lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So get your uh, bid in by 11 o'clock today. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So that's Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at eleven o'clock today. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Uh, Derek in Kensington goes. 
Natalie Pinkham. You know, the one on the Strictly Come Dancing, who's Jim Davis's flatmate. She's at it again, trying to hang around with Prince Harry. Does this girl have no shame getting her face in the paper? I think they go to these certain clubs, you know. I think they go to clubs, and if they go there and somebody says, Oh, are you going out with Prince Harry? Yeah. Of course, they're not really. They just say that, and Prince Harry's never going to say, Yes, I'm going out with these people, because the royals never make a comment. So it's, you, you're fairly safe doing stuff like that, aren't you? I don't know what's the matter with them. I really don't know what's the matter with these people. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Sally says, get rid of the wax, heat the area with a hairdryer until back to liquid, then just mop it up. That'll be five guineas, please. Five guineas. Where are you coming from? Uh, another one here, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, another one here, and this says... Um, just checked out the photographs. You look very handsome and much younger than your 37 years. Thank you so much. James Max looks like a hefty hideaway person. Oh, he's not really, honestly. It's just because... It's water retention, I think, in his case. I don't think it's a hefty hideaway. Cynthia in Brixton listens every morning, says Tracy. So, Cynthia, good morning to you. Actually, I've got some more of these uh, morning. Why are there four photos repeated of Anthony Davis at the end of the list, says Chris? I don't know. I haven't counted them. I suppose because he's a very nice man. My taps are made by Armitage Shanks. When I need spare bits for them, they send them for free, says Leon. Armitage Shanks. I don't know who mine are made by. I shall have to check. Uh, another one here. Hope you didn't pay for your photos, says Eric. Yours from your trip to Paris were a lot better. Not agree with you. Best-looking presenter is not Jim Davis, but Alex Jensen. Mm, Eric. <gasps> Eric. I'd, actually, in the flesh, I'm telling you, uh, Jim Davis wins by a, a neck. Uh, ask anybody round here. Ask anybody. I remember the moment he walked into this building, the first time, and all the girls were going, four. And half the boys were going, four. And all the girls, they went, And the boys went, hey! And uh, and that's how it went. Another one here. Good morning, gorgeous, says Gilder O'Neill, and I mean it. A few years ago, you helped me publicise my book, which documented life on the home front in the Second World War, called Our Street. And it took off, but the uh, terrific news is, there's that as this year is the 70th year commutation of the outbreak of war, readers all around the country have been asked to vote for their top six books about the event. And yes, Our Street is in there, along with the likes of H.E. Bates and Primo Levi, I think. Primo Levi. Thank you so much. Always been special to be supported by you. Kindest ever, my darling, says Gilda. Flirty as always. Flirty as always. Oh, yes, we remember Gilda. Very, very well indeed. So Our Street is in there. I did think the other day uh, that there's a bit about Rich and Judy's book club, because I'll come round to the papers in a moment, because Susan Spence will join us after nine. And they're saying now that because numbers have plummeted for Rich and Judy's show, uh, the book club's plummeting as well. But, uh, but they managed to get people reading books who normally wouldn't perhaps read books. And I asked for a book. There was a thing the other day, and they were saying, what are your favourite books? And I've had the same couple of books for a, for a while. I love books about the history of London, and we've had some great ones on the programme. There's lots of people listening who, who write fantastic books about the history of an area where you are. And I would love to see the history of Leicester Square. There must be a book somewhere on the history of Leicester Square, because I'm led to believe that the building that we're in at the moment used to be three townhouses you know, back in the early days before they started knocking things down and going balmy. And, uh, and it's, it, it really, I would love to find out. I'd love to see old pictures of Leicester Square. So it's uh, commeration, not commutation. My spell check's gone bonkers, says Gilda. Yes, I thought that as well. So it's, is it commemoration? Commemorate, yes, a commemoration, not com. What's it? I think you spelled commemoration wrong as well. I don't think it knows what it's doing. <laughs> uh, Wix, says Paul, you can try this one here. 
It says you just need to replace both tap heads. You don't need to use the whole kit. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's, it's a different uh, fitting inside. I believe I've tried. I have tried. Paul in Manchester says, you're quite right about DAB. We can actually hear the mouse clicking as you go through the text and emails. <laughs> Uh-huh. Did you know that Albins, the funeral directors, were actually the subject of an ITV reality series called Don't Drop the Coffin? I do. They're very old and established. And, uh, and they waived their fee of £25,000. Don't ever let anybody tell you that funeral directors don't make a small fortune. You hear that, uh, the clicking of the mouse again. I'd forgotten that you can hear everything like this on the, uh, on the internet. Uh, Steve. Having seen all the pictures of the presenters, I can confirm you are terribly good-looking. Thank you. Uh, Steve, uh, on, uh, on the subject of uh, Jade, I found the funeral tacky. I thought it was... I didn't think it was... Ta- I just thought it was a bit over the top. But there again, she was over the top. So uh, that's that. Uh, another one here. The light atlas you bought. Were they the horrid new energy-saving bulbs, says Fran? Or the lovely normal incandescent bulbs? If the latter, where did you buy them from? Well, they do sell the normal incandescent bulbs in... Uh, Robert Dias, but I did get the uh, horrid new energy-saving ones, I'm afraid, from Robert Dias as well. And they've got one in Richmond, and they've got a big one in um, um, Chiswick, Chiswick High Road. Uh, Paul says, thank you for leaving us waiting at the bus stop. When you, when you left, we started talking about you. We all agreed you're the nicest person on radio. Sickening, isn't it? Still not going out with you. Uh, Jane says, if you want a tap top, meet me outside Wood Green Station at two. I'll be, I'll be carrying a blue handbag. <laughs> There's a surprise. <laughs> uh, Steve, regarding MPs' expenses, I bet they talk about that today. I bet Andrew will be talking about MPs' expenses. Oh, dear. I mean, it's just, it just, it's just beggar's belief. There's one family, 600,000 a year. 600,000. Jane says, how long did your groin hurt after the stent procedure? Uh, my groin didn't hurt at all. They went in on my wrist. Uh... Because they went in for the exploratory on my groin. That didn't hurt at all. You didn't feel anything on that. Because it's only, they're only going in on a vein. So there was no, no pain whatsoever. And strangely, after I'd had the stents put in, it was, um, it was amazing. You feel as though you could run a marathon. Immediately get the colour back to your face, which is good. Claire says you're so right about uh, Jack Tweed. He's now doing interviews in magazines. Yes, I think he's raised, or he's made, about 140000 so far. And he was wearing at the funeral um, uh, the watch that she gave him worth £8,500. But there you go. Uh, Steve, you look very much like, on the, uh, on the LBC website, the American actor James Spader. That's in the old photos. Thank you. <laughs> uh, please say hello to my dear Pat in Hampstead. Thank you. Suzanne said, my son is manager of parts and plum centre. Call me and I'll give you his number. He'll try to get you the part and send it to you. Ha <laughs> ha! Steve, I know how you feel about Harlow, but I live here. I don't live in Harlow, as you just announced, but thanks for trying to upgrade me. Sorry, Harrow. I do live in Harlow. House of Taps, Chessant, just past Epping, says Keith. And there's a lovely story, uh, a lovely story in the paper today about how little celebrities are going out for. In other words, if you wanted to book Andy Scott Lee, how much would you have to pay? Details coming up. And don't forget, it's my very own How Low, and it's a fantastic Steve Allen special Samsung netbook. More details after the news, which is next, LBC. It's the sound of beauty. Morning, everybody. It's, uh, what is it? One, two, three, four minutes past nine. Sunday morning, the sun is streaming in the windows. It's going to be a glorious day. And it's going to be enhanced now because joining us in the studio <laughs> is lovely uh, me and, uh, and Susan Spence. Good morning. Morning. 
I was going to say, I thought that was a bit too good to be true. It was, I know, I, I, it's me. such an old line, I've used yeah. it before. I must just mention a lady called Eileen Saunders from Uxbridge, uh, who always listens to LBC, and especially to this show. Unfortunately, she's very poorly in Charing Cross Hospital. She's in the critical care unit, but she has got a radio next to her bed. Don't you worry, Eileen, I've been in there. I know Charing Cross very well indeed. It's tuned into LBC, and she said, can you wish her well and pass our heartfelt thanks on to all the doctors and nurses on Ward 11 West, and that's from Rob, Deb, Bernie and family. Oh, yeah, get well soon. So, Eileen, come on, out. Goodness sake, woman, honestly. Have you been in there as well? What did you get done? Uh when did I get done? Well, what did you get <laughs> oh, done? What? Oh, I've had all sorts of things done. Don't even ask what I've had done. <laughs> Lots of things. Charing Cross is a nice hospital. Yes. Strangely enough, it's in Hammersmith. Yes, I know. It's always a bit bizarre, Most peculiar. It? And also, the other Charing Cross hospital is in Duquesne Road, yes. which is the one in Hammersmith. And then there's the other one, which is where I had my heart done, and that's over in the one... Uh, Wood Lane. Yeah, I got my... Yeah, that's right. I got my gallbladder out in Duquesne Road. Lovely. Well, that's, um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's swap our uh, Well, that'll keep Eileen, you know, problems. she'll ke- keep her going. She'll be like, I think it'll be right. Keep you going, Eileen. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about our medical problems and then you can tell us about yours. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. be nice. So I'm very disappointed, as indeed many people will be, that it's Melanie Sykes, who was always classed as Des O'Connor's carer on the show because she was a bit patronising with Des O'Connor. And she was, oh, stop, she's not a great presenter. Presumably, they've got her cheap... And uh, they've saved themselves a fair bit, about nearly 400000 a year. Uh, it should have been somebody else. I don't know why they've put her on the television. Well, I quite like her, but I have to admit, all the names in the frame were all the usual suspects. It's like there doesn't seem to be any new Yesterday sort of talent coming Christine through. Bleakley has made it clear she'd want to do it. Well, I think I anybody thought, would make it clear they'd want to do it. <laughs> just don't go anywhere near Christine Bleakley. She's dreadful. I think, though, that with Phil, because Phil is, you know, so very good and... and easy to work with based on what everybody says that whoever got it was always going to be made to look better than they actually are Um, I think he'll probably carry her for a little while and then you know I I think she's quite nice I think she's quite an attractive girl she's got quite a nice manner about her whether she's patronising or not, I didn't watch enough of Des O'Connor to make that... Yeah, she was... In fact, that, that was the joke. She was... It looked as though she was his carer. But wasn't that then part of the thing, then, that she would be patronising because he was... An, you know, she was meant to be looking I just thought if she was anything. any good, she'd have cropped up on something before now. They, they did give her a quiz show to do called The Vault, I think, which That's she was right. dire at. You know, I'm, no, no, no disrespect to women, but women cannot do quizzes unless it's the Anne Robinson type. You know, sitting there answering questions. It's, and even some men can't do quizzes. I mean, Brucey can do them. Dale can do quizzes. But I watched Chris Tarrant's new one the other day. It's dire. Oh, it's been slick. It is yeah. so awful. It's the lamest quiz I've ever seen. Lamest yeah, it quiz. it is. Apparently, problem with the podcasting database. I should get Amanda to look at that. Because <laughs> I've had a number of uh, texts and emails from people saying that uh, there's a problem with, with doing all sorts of things. I mentioned Natalie Cassidy, who's moved out of her love nest... And in with the widower of EastEnders co-star Wendy Richard. Uh, Natalie is split from her fiancé Ben Porter last month and now she's moved into uh, this home that um, John Burns is in. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says that she went to stay with him and helped him plan his wife's funeral. Last week she collected her belongings from Ben's flat and took them the two miles to John's Muse house in Marylebone. And uh, they've declined to comment on it when they were approached by the papers. Well, I know what you're hinting at this, and we spoke no, about this. No, I'm not hinting at anything. <laughs> we spoke about this off it. You have a, a biscuit. I have a Cadbury mini roll. I'm not hinting. I'm just saying. Are, are you meant it's... to have that? Sorry? Are you meant to have that? I am now. <laughs> quite stressed now. No, I'm not hinting. I'm just saying he's, he's 40. Very good-looking man. I'm 45. not saying. He's 45. Sorry? 45. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had him in my car. 
He's very personable. He's very nice. Natalie's very sweet. They're both... You know, he isn't married to Wendy anymore. It's finished... You know, since she... I don't think... But they only just got married. I know she's died, yes, but, but I don't she only think, just got married. Yes, but, all right, just supposing, in a hypothetical situation, they were an item. They comforted each other and discovered they had a lot in common and they get on really well together. Would that be so wrong if he went out with her? Well, it would be wrong if it happened right now because it's not been it? so long. Of course it would be. How long do you have to wait? Well, I think, I think in terms of a dignified wait, you have to wait... A y- My personal opinion, mm-hmm. you would have to wait a year. I think okay. I certainly don't think you'd wait four weeks, and that's why I think. Don't okay. you, the thing is with this that it's been well documented that um, Natalie Cassidy saw Wendy Richard mm-hmm. as as like a second mum because yes. her own mum died at an early age, and she started EastEnders at the same time. She took her under her wing. They were very close. She spent a lot of time at that house, which means she knows John very well. Says in the paper now, I, you can. I'm not being naive. I just want to see the nice side of this, and I do okay. believe that that's what it is. That there are two people who are comforting each other. If something developed out of this at a later time, then absolutely fine. But I don't think they would go and do this in such a public way. Okay. And you clearly don't believe me. Well, no. I mean, I'm just thinking, why would you want to move in with him? I mean, there is. I mean, is it possible? It comes back to that age-old question: Is it possible for a man and woman to live under the same roof? without there being any sort of physical attraction. Yes, I think it is. And I think one of the reasons why she has moved in is that she's split with her fiancé, she's moved out of his place, presumably her own flat perhaps is let or something, I don't know, and so she's gone in there um, and it's, it's, it's a convenience thing, is my view mm. of it. That's how, that's how I would like to see it, and that's why I think it is. Hello. <laughs> Want a cup of tea? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see it. You don't see it then? No. I don't. But I do just... you think that they would do this to her memory after only a month but or something? But I, I don't think... I don't think that if, if Wendy's up there, if you believe all this, you know, somebody's up there watching, I don't think she'd sort of worry about that kind of thing. <gasps> well, she's not here, is she? So, I mean, does it make I, any difference? Oh, I do. Do you? I do. Absolutely, I do. I, yeah, I but the do. trouble is, if you are in love with somebody, I, mean, I don't know if they are. I'm not saying if you are, does that not transcend everything? It's like at the moment we've got dreary Eamon Holmes going on about, you know, I never thought I'd find love again. That's about that's what the wife thought when she discovered you were having a fling. Do you know what? With something like this, I don't think that they would flaunt this in the face of somebody like Wendy Richard, who was such a big, mm. you know, I don't use the word star. I, I don't like that kind of thing. But I just she find was it strange they didn't have any name. comment. I'd have turned around and gone, "Oh, don't be so stupid." But do you know what? Maybe they just think, "Oh, I'm not even going to dignify this with oh, a okay. comment." Okay, you're probably right. You know, other stories in the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, you should see the look on Steve Allen's face throughout this whole conversation. This oh. is where we need the webcam. Oh, I don't, I don't want the webcam coming in at the moment. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm quite delighted that Madonna was denied yes. uh, the right to adopt. And then she left Malawi raging, I can't believe I'm leaving my beautiful baby behind. I mean, if this is true, I don't want to point out to this woman, it's not your baby. One of the other papers say they found the father. Uh, yeah, the mirror says child, the that mirror. they found the father. Um, because I'm sorry, you just thought... cannot go into another country and start picking up children. I, d- I don't like it. I think it's tacky. I think it's unnecessary. It's only because she's rich. You know, what, what is the difference between her doing it and somebody going there who hasn't got any money? Well, the answer yeah, is happen. there's no difference. They're both it doing exactly the same. You and I. Well, exactly. Also, she must have bypassed most of the system in there. Well, apparently she's going to appeal and do something similar she did when she adopted David from Malawi. But it's not her child. No, it's not. 
but this is why this might have a spanner in the works now. But what, the mm. question that people are seeing is that, well, why don't, rather than be hell-bent on having this child, why don't you, if you want to do something for the people of Malawi, donate a whole pile of your cash yes. to them and say, there you go, go and do something with it. I said as well, why not open up your own orphanage, take in a hundred children, go and spend three months a year there. If you're that serious, don't just take one child. That's not going to do much good. You've got all this money... Do, do something good with it. That's what I'd do. Mm. Have an orphanage. Call it the Madonna Orphanage. Call it anything you like. And have loads of children in there and you can look after them all. Not just taking one child because she's the attractive one. I tell you, you really want to do some good, take a child who, whose prospect of life isn't great, who's ill, who's maybe got an illness that is life-threatening. Do that. Don't just go there and start, you know, selecting the prettiest-looking child. You know, that's my child. I'm coming back. I want to get... It's not your child. It's, it's trafficking and I don't like it. Anyway... Uh, you want to book a celebrity? Well, I'm going to get one cheap, aren't I? You're going to get them very cheap now. Uh, Samanda, that's Sam and Amanda, otherwise known as that dim pair of brushes, uh, they used to go out for £5,000. <laughs> to whom? I've got no idea. Now you can get them for a 1000 mm. Andy Scott Lee, very funny and great, great talent, um, <laughs> he, uh, he used to go out for 1700 to do what? I've got no idea. Now it's 800. Unfortunately, there's no bookings coming in for him. Uh, Bruce Jones, 800 quid from Coronation Street, was 4,000. Callum Best was 3,000. Now you can get him for 300. I don't know. I mean, who's interested? Poor old Cal- I don't know. He's still, still going, poor old I know. soul. You'll, you'll never see him coming out of clubs. Or being no. Well, he's in too old now, isn't he? I mean, he's geriatric. And uh, Craig Phillips, who won Big Brother, used to be five grand. Now, nothing. I tell you who looks as if they've held their value quite well and does surprise me. Mm. Journey South was three and a half thousand, now two and a half thousand. Yes. Now that's amazing, isn't yes, it? For I two think so. young lads who came third or fourth or something like well, that. Well, I'm also, the they've also got here, Paul, Paul Daniels was 10,000, now 6,000, but they can probably get it up to uh, eight. Well, to be honest with you, 8,000, I don't think that's bad for an evening. 8,000 pounds. No, absolutely not. And also, they, they, they've said here, uh, uh, which one was it? Uh, so Ron, Ronnie Corbett, they say, was 12,000, now 10. I don't think 10,000's anything to sniff at at all. Well, he, him... Fantastic amount of money. He, Ronnie Corbett, Paul Daniels and Journey South, amazingly enough, are the ones who've hardly dipped mm. in their, really, yeah. um, in, in their fees. It's the others who've really, really dipped that, you know, that have gone from, like, the thousands down to just a couple of hundred. Yeah. Andy Scott Lee. I mean, who in their right mind I want to book the poor soul? It's see who's lost their, uh, ditched from their record deal. Same oh. difference. Have lost their deal. Oh, have they? Yes, they've been dropped oh, by their record company. there's a surprise, which is exactly what we, we predicted yeah. ages ago. I liked them, but I just thought they were getting a little bit cocky for themselves. they were naff and cheesy, I'm afraid. I thought they were quite good fun for the kiddies, but I think maybe one of the, when they got offered... They spent a fortune on that video. They got offered, um... High School Musical in the theatre, didn't they? Yeah. And then they turned it down because they wanted to do this recording thing. And Fools. now I think they're wishing that perhaps... They are still going on tour, but... Remember we spoke about this ages ago when we were in Bramley Road. We were saying when they launched the, the, the dates for it yeah. and the venues, and we were like thinking, how are they going to fill them? Yes. I don't so, think they will. But apparently the tour is still going on, but whether yeah. it will or not... Because the other guy who's on tour with them, he's also lost his, his record contract. Who's that? Some other guy. I can't, he's another one, Leon somebody or Leon. Oh, yeah, Leon, He's yeah. also lost, lost his recording Yeah, he did. Contract. He was the Scottish one. He was yeah. the winner of the other series. Yeah. That's so right. how they're going to fill theatres, I've got no idea. Well. But, uh, we can certainly fill with, with travel news this morning. Just waiting patiently for us is Louise Rundle. Good morning. On the M25 clockwise, traffic... St-
18 minutes past nine. Steve Allen with you all the way through to 11 o'clock this morning. Susan Spence with us in the <laughs> studio. Johnny Brixton says, can I thank EastEnders for giving me faith in the idea of writing scripts for television? He said, don't go near Albert Square. It's the new Grand Prix circuit. Yeah, it is. People just die in Albert Square. They've had more accidents in that small bit of London. I mean, you wouldn't want to buy a flat there for love nor money. Well, the interesting piece about talking about that is the fact that Janine, who ran Danielle over, mm. um, had actually left about ten minutes before in a rage. So what had she been doing in that time? Driving round and round and round Albert Square before she managed to actually hit Danielle. Mm. Um, but on that subject, um, I have to say I've had... Um, we, we spoke about this on Monday in, in preview of uh, the EastEnders storyline... And since it, it aired on, on Thursday, I've had inundated with emails um, from people who, list, who um, read the updates on the website and also from the show who just are so disappointed um, by what happened. I know you don't watch it and you, you're looking at me as if to say, does it really matter? But so many people disappointed and angry with that, that particular storyline. But I've said to you, you must watch the last 20 minutes of Thursday's episode when you do the omnibus this afternoon the acting is very very good (laughs) i'm gonna slap you (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a threat a direct threat (laughs) it is the acting from lauren craze who plays danielle and samantha janice who plays ronnie was fantastic acting but it was and it was very sad it was a real tearjerker um, but it's just so unnecessary. For once, EastEnders could have had a nice storyline instead of turning it into a horrible one, another death, more um, misery for everybody. And they, they really missed a trick. And it's just interesting. Apparently, the BBC also got quite a few complaints. Um, and on the on the Soap website, on your site, on mine, there were so many people who said, I can't believe what they've done. But it was very, very good. So if you missed it in the week, you have to watch the Omnibus Steve Allen. OK. Omnibus today. Well, it depends what the weather's going to be like. <laughs> I might be going out sunbathing this afternoon. Oh, it's not good. It's not <laughs> yeah. good for your skin. Sorry, not good for your skin. No, I'm, I, I just, I generally, what I do is I take my shirt off and pull it over my head, so I just sort of, you know, get the, the back of me done. Anyway. Right, you inflict that upon the London public. I try and do it in the sitting room. <laughs> I try not to do it outdoors. It's far too worrying. Uh, Noreen says it goes without saying the horse I backed in the national fell at the first. <laughs> I yes. forgot it was the national yesterday. Completely forgot. It was I had a bit of a win with. on it. Did you? Yeah, I got ninety pounds back. Oh, how much I did you put on? I had the third and fourth place. And how much did you put on them? I put on £30. On each one? Yes, I got £20. Sorry, £40. I put on £20 to win and then £10 each way on the other horse. So you spent 40 and 190 Yeah. So you got 50 Do you get that yeah. money back that you put on it? Uh, no. Well, oh. I don't think. I don't know how. I just got £90. Oh, OK. got no idea. But hardly anybody bet on the 100 to 1 winner. As usual, the Grand National completely open. You know, so I had the favourite, which was my will, which they wanted to change to Jade's will. Well, they didn't. The son wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, Shane Smith is an HGV driver for Asda in Irith, in Kent. And he says, uh, I love your show. He said, I wish there were more people in the world like you. Oh, you don't really. <laughs> Take my word for it. Also to Rita and, uh, and Ray. Uh, lots of love from Lavina, I think it is. Uh, re- Mum's recent, recently been in hospital and is suffering with a great deal of pain, so anything to take her mind off, it would be well received. Her name's Rita Kettle. So you've got Rhea and Rita Kettle and Lavina Kettle. It's the entire Kettle family. Kettle family. family. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a pot of tea all around, isn't it, on that one? Which is good. Um, 84850, uk. Uh, don't forget my How Low. It's a fantastic Samsung netbook and it finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. So don't miss out on it because it's, it's a really nice thing and I'd like you to have a go at it because it makes me feel a lot better. Uh, Madonna, 
A lot of people saying enough already. Even Johnny Brixton is saying enough already of this. Anna says her modern-day missionary work in Africa, like so many of the extremely wealthy, she seems confused that her meticulous planning of having what she wants has gone wrong. But the other thing that's a bit unusual with this is that my view is, especially in this country, if you're going to adopt a child, you have to have a stable family background. Well, she's split up with Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Um, she's going out with a 22-year-old. She's already got two children. I think that's children. finished. Is that with, with Jesus? I don't know. It's fine. Yes, I, I thought that still. had finished. And she's got two children... Well, how many children has she got? She's got Lourdes by her first... I don't know, was she married to him? I don't know. Um, and then she's got the then she she's got the second little boy. Yeah. So it's not exactly a stable family background, is it? Yes. To adopt another child. You wouldn't ordinarily be allowed to do that. You have to prove that it's a stable family background. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. I mean, she, you know, you only have to look at her to realise she hasn't got a relationship she can stay with. You wouldn't... You, if that was an ordinary person, they would never be granted status to adopt. I remember because my cousin... Uh, went through an adoption with his wife because they couldn't have children. They went to adopt. My God, they went through hell. Yeah, you have to go through They hoops. went through... They literally jumped... It went for years. Mm. For years. Madonna prances in there with a the film crew and I'm afraid I find it a bit tacky. You know, I'm sure she's lovely and probably a marvellous mother, but I just think it's it's wrong. I think it's wrong. Uh, Erica and Loughton, anybody having trouble with AOL at the moment? And somebody says, stop being a skinflint, buy some new taps. I can't afford it. We're in a recession. What taps? What's your problem with your taps? Oh, my tap's fallen off. The top bit's fallen off. And I want to get another... What's the matter? Nothing. Oh, right. I just, I just want to buy a tap. To go... <laughs> I don't want to buy the whole tap. I don't want to start going to plumbing classes. What? But you... But your tap works, or is it going to oh, be Oh, the tap works, yes. I just want a new tap to go on the top of it. Oh, well, that doesn't cost much, does it? No, you can't just buy a tap, can you? It comes with all the, the gubbins that goes with it. I don't want all that. I just want a new tap top. But I don't think you can there. buy that, can no, you? No, you can't. That's the trouble. Uh, John in Wembley Park says, Did you know that the Charing Cross Road side of your studios, which is looking out of that window on the right, used to be the front of the Odeon Leicester Square when it originally was the Alhambra Theatre? I know, and there is, and I only know that the other day, um, because I looked at, uh, there's a plaque on the wall which says this is the site of the famous Alhambra Theatre. Hmm. Those were the days. I bet there's people listening who, who probably remember it. Uh, uh, somebody says that they won on the winner of the National. Most people didn't. It was it was hardly bet on at all. 100 to 1 outsider. What was it called? The horse? I can't remember. Must be in the papers. can't remember. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It'll be in... Yes, wait a minute. 100 to 1 wonder. Biggest shock since Foynhaven. And this is... Mon... 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 Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? An outsider. 100 to 1 shot. Written by Liam Treadwell. Yeah. I didn't win on it. Steve... I thought that uh, Thursday, Friday, EastEnders was quite good. Oh, it, no, absolutely, it was good. That yeah. wasn't what, with some great acting, it was good. Yes, there was an hour long on a Thursday and the half on the Friday. What we, what everybody is disputing is the fact that, uh, given the fact that this storyline rumbled on forever and ever, yeah. could they not have made it into a happier ending and we saw Ronnie and Danielle explore their relationship, given mm. the fact that she was given away at birth? There was so much more they could have done with that, rather than introducing this girl and then the minute she finds out that she was her mother, slap, bang, she's dead. Yeah. That was what, it was very good television but it was the way they took the storyline that people are not happy about. Well, Patricia Brennan in Leeds is not going to watch again. Enough depression, thank you. Yeah, I think that's it. They had the one... Mm. You know how we always say we love Coronation Street because they mix the drama with the comedy and to an extent Emmerdale does the same thing. EastEnders just seems to love to wallow in misery and this was their one chance to just pull themselves out of it a bit and also keep a really good actress and character in Lauren Crace who plays Danielle. It seems such a waste that... They booted that character out when they've got so much dross still on that show. Mm. There you go. Sheila in Cockfoster says, Oh no, not Melanie Sykes. So irritating. 
Uh, Jenny Barnett, now we're talking. <laughs> Do you think, can you imagine Jenny Barnett and Philip Schofield? He'd be going, so I think it should be, excuse me, I'm talking. Now, listen... You know, <laughs> Do you know, he'd never get a word in edgewise. Don't you think the thing is that whoever replaces Fern is just going to be in for a tough, tough time because she's such a hard act to follow because, OK, she lost a bit of popularity lately because of the whole gastric band thing. Yeah. But she, she is a real favourite. She's very... She's also what I call a natural... Pro- you, get, you get some... You listen to some people. It works on the radio the same way. Some people can just sit there and they just spout drivel. And it makes it, you know, it's entertaining drivel. Some people struggle. You can hear people struggling to actually mm. fill a programme because they don't know what to talk about. And I watch people on television and it's the Anthea Turner thing. It's, it's all happy, smiley and, you know, they were told teeth and tits years ago. Yeah, and, that's right. And My mum used to use that expression, yes. yeah, yeah. It's, you know, chest out, you know, yeah, big exactly. smile and it covers, you know, the fact that most of them are inane. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I just don't like it. Whereas with Fern... I mean, admittedly, I mean, her, her, her breast did arrive on screen about five minutes before she did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at one point. But she was a natural presenter. She could sit down there and it was like there was no airs and graces. It didn't, didn't make any difference if they were reading an auto cue. If she laughed, she laughed. It worked brilliantly. Yeah, I, I liked her. I really remember when she first started and she did that Ready, Steady, Cook. And I thought she was nice on that. And then she did This Morning. Mm. And I don't watch This Morning much because I'm never in at that time. But I do think she's very good at what she does. So anybody who follows is yeah. going to be shaking in their boots. You to, watch Melanie Sykes. Take away the auto cue or make it go down halfway through the program she'll sit there and stare at the camera and she'll go oh i don't know philip she went, because she can't cover i've seen people dry before when there is no auto cue mm. and it's 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 just ridiculous you're paying somebody she's going to earn five hundred thousand a year half a million pounds a year in a recession well the thing is when the auto cue goes down that's when they earn their money yeah, well, I think, I think Philip could do that easily oh yeah absolutely uh, paul in islington says i love same difference their album is brilliant <laughs> Or will you be upset to hear that they've been ditched? Yes. You can still go and see them on tour, though, Paul. Yes, yes, and you will be about the only ones in Yay. there, I should imagine. <laughs> Maggie from Doncaster says, I will, uh, not Melanie Sykes, she'll drive everybody mad. She's always pushing her hair back behind her ears every few seconds. She is, isn't it? It's an irritating little habit. Um, I tell you what I saw the other day. I was watching Paul O'Grady's show. Oh, I'm going to take a break, very quickly. And um, they had the, um, Peter Purvis's wife on there singing, and Peter Purvis was in the audience, which I thought was even nicer, because hmm. she's starring in, uh, I think it's Phantom of the Opera. No, it's Sunset Boulevard. It's fabulous at the Chocolate Factory. This is LBC 90C. Morning, everybody. 27... Can't even read the clock now. 27 minutes to 10. It's Sunday morning. It's LBC 97.3. Susan Spencer's with us in the studio. Good morning. We have a Steve Allen special Samsung netbook in my How Low, which is fantastic. And you can win this by 11 o'clock, just after 11 o'clock this morning. It's got seven hours battery life. Carry it around town, pop it in your pocket, and you can just do everything. Very nice, very small, light, and yet very powerful. Lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Get your bids in by 11 o'clock today. Text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. Uh, you've got to be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And the lines close at 11 o'clock today. 11 o'clock today. Uh, 84850. Jack Tweed did uh, interviews as it was what Jade wanted. And uh, proudly wears what his wife, W-O-T, what his wife bought him. Lovely funeral, similar to Princess Di. Yes, but unfortunately, that's where the similarity ended. It was not like Princess Di's at all, I'm afraid. There were £30 million worth of flowers for Princess Diana. I don't think we can ever class Jade, I'm afraid, in the same thing. And she did the in- he did the interviews because she left him diddly squat in the will. 
And so that's what he's going to probably do for the rest of his life now. Who's going to replace Fern Britton? Melanie. Melanie Sykes. Which is not, I don't know, it's not the, uh, the best choice. Well, you no, you don't think it is. No, I, mean, I don't. I, think I, so. don't I, I, I don't mind so much. I think we should give it. As I said, I think it's a hard act to follow. Who, whatever, whoever does it, and we should probably, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt because I think it's going to be difficult enough as it is. Yeah. If we rather than if we all get, you know, we should get behind her. I think. I think it's a very difficult thing to do. I'd love to do it. I'd do it for yeah, five hundred thousand pounds. Oh, we would do it for how much would you and I do it for, Steve? We could both do it together. How much would we do? I'd it do for? a million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not selling myself cheap. <laughs> no, uh, not the answer I expected. I, I mean, right. there's no point in taking a salary decrease. Is well, there? So I'd have to well, do it for six hundred thousand. Well, okay, and and I would do. Well, okay, yeah, you could do it for six hundred thousand. You do it for I, how much? Well, I would. I'll do it for. I'll, I'll let them have us for a million as well. Then I'll do it for four hundred. Okay. okay, a million for the a first couple of package. months. I'll, I'll live in your shadow, and then I need to be matched up with you. Once you know, oh, be sure quite clear that. that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, no, that, because I'd be constantly worried about the fact: is it today she's going to start taking over? Well, that's, that'll keep you because in shows, though. Well, it, it would. It's true, but you've always got to have on every program somebody who somebody who leads and somebody who is who is there as, the, as a very good psychic because there, there used to be. I remember seeing, and I can't say who it is, two presenters doing a program, and they both had to sit in the main presenter's place, as opposed to one sitting there and one sitting here, or one sitting where you're sitting, mm. and one here. They both had to sit here, so they both felt like they were the, the main presenter. But as anybody will tell you, on every single programme, whether it's double, especially the double-headed ones, one person will be the presenter and the other is the sidekick. That's the way it works. You never have two equal presenters. Well, how do you think that works with Ant and Deck, then? Because it's not a visible... Well, that's different. I actually see them, and I think Fern and Philip were exactly the same. But on most things, like on, on Des O'Connor's programme, the show was, was Des O'Connor's. Melanie Sykes was the sidekick. She was just there. I mean, she was nowhere near as good as him. In fact, you know, if, if you stuck Des O'Connor in a theatre, he would sell it out. you stuck Melanie Sykes in a theatre, she'd be flogging ice creams and programmes. But wasn't it because that was a bit different? Because Des O'Connor was, you know, a, 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 um, a singer, entertainer in his own right, long before yes. she'd ever come along. Yes. So he was the established one. Yes. And she was the up-and-coming talent as such. Yes. I know that uh, they had uh, various people... Whether they did... Richard Hammond did a, did a chat show with the dreadful Mel Gidroich, who's probably fine in her own right, but it was, it was his show. Mm. I think it was called Richard Hammond. She kept interrupting, and the show died, you know, in the audience and everything else. Yeah, it is difficult when you get two people who are going like that and banging mm. against each other because both are vying for top dog or If ever you watch Eamon Holmes and Ruth Langsford... He's quite clearly the presenter. She's the sort of... She's the little bit of totty, sort of, in a peculiar sort of word. If you like that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm supposed that wouldn't have been the know. word I would have chosen No, there. totty would not be the word that you would ever say about her, I'm afraid. I mean, nice lady, I'm sure, but that, you wouldn't describe her that way. No, but, but he, he's the main... Because he knows what he's doing. Mm. He's, you know, no matter what you think of him, he, he's an experienced presenter. She's just something who was sitting there. She's not as experienced as him, nowhere near. Mm. So she never could have got the job. Uh, Steve, is it um, 8 for 850... It's at LBC 97.3, says D... No, 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 no. It's Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence, and then treble eight two one. OK? So you send it... This is for the how low for the Samsung netbook. So it's Steve, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So S-T-E-V-E, your bid in pence, and then treble eight two one. OK? Just thought people would worry about it. Good for that. Tom says, go to a boot sale. Crikey. Uh, Graham says, ask Susan, is Archie in EastEnders going to get his comeuppance? Yes. 
Yes, there you go. Straight yes, forward. Yes, he will. And the reason I can't say anything is that it's like that other one. There were two weeks on the trot where there were two storylines embargoed. Um, and one of them was the Danielle Ronnie storyline, and the other one is something that involves Archie Mitchell and Phil Mitchell. But we can't tell you. No. Okay. You'll uh, notice that all the, the right. magazines yesterday for the soaps and all of that kind of thing, the papers, w- won't have actually revealed because they, we, everybody was asked not to. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, Jenny says Melanie Sykes has an awful accent and she fidgets the whole time. Very bad choice. She does fidget. She, the trouble is, she's been off television, or she appears to have been off television, in my, in my mind, for a long time. I think she's been doing something. I'm sure I read a bit something about her recently that mm. she's been doing something. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Um, or maybe it's just the fact that I've seen her in, you know, Hello! magazine a few times, and that makes me think that she's still around. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes, it's, yes. her name, strangely, didn't come into the equation when they were talking about replacements for Fern. It was everybody but her. But that's always the thing, though, isn't yes, it? Isn't you always it? find that all the names, and then all of a sudden they pluck somebody out, and you think, oh, didn't think of them. Yeah, like the outsider. Actually, strangely enough, Joy and Beckenham back the winner and won on the national, £127. Lovely present, as I'm going to be a mum in five weeks. Luckily, I didn't go into early labour with excitement. <laughs> Goodness for that. <laughs> and the website for the new photos, the new presenter photos, it's lbc.co. Dot UK, lbc.co.uk. Darren tells me that Staines Town Hall was used as a courthouse on Pie in the Sky. Yes, it was filmed out in uh, Hertfordshire, Pie in the Sky. I'm terribly disappointed because the restaurant, Pie in the Sky, with Richard Griffiths. Did you ever see Pie in the Sky? He, he played no. a, a huge detective. It's such a lovely set. I love him to pieces. And um, the restaurant used to be a florist. So, in fact, when they walked through the front door, that's as far as it went. The interior shots were all set. Ah, Ruined it completely. Ruined it completely, I'm afraid. Claudia says, Re EastEnders, no imagination. They only ever do two ways for a character to exit, either over a car bonnet or in a black cab. (laughs) True. (laughs) It is true. It is is true, and it's a real shame. Yes. Was there a fight the other day on Loose Women, as reported in the papers, between Denise Welsh and Sherry Hewson? Well, was you like that? Well, Sherry Hewson started off on the programme and was talking about scars with Denise, uh, Denise Welsh, who frankly is getting on my blooming nerves on the programme. I mean, she's either talking about her medical condition or how drunk she gets, which I'm not really that interested in, and how she's struggling to keep her marriage together or whatever's going on. They seem to argue constantly. And they had this spat. And then, strangely enough, in the second half, Sherry Hewson never popped up. She was taken off to hospital. Really? Yes, she was taken to hospital, um, I think suffering with stress or something. <laughs> but she didn't appear again. But Denise Welsh, I've watched her on the programme, she's a bore of the worst possible kind. And, and did they appear, what, what day was that? They never that? said anything. They, but did they appear the next day? The they just, the next, nobody mentioned it and Nobody's she appeared again? It, no. or I think the, uh, the people have said, no, no, she wasn't feeling very well, so they took her to hospital. As opposed to Denise thought, Welsh. Well, there was definitely her. a spat going on there, they're quite clear. Because Denise Welsh appears to only like Colleen Nolan. You know what a bore she is. So Denise and Colleen get on so well, but Denise is just a dreary old soul. They should have got rid of her ages ago. Hasn't Colleen Nolan got a new book out that she's signing copies oh, in the next couple cares? of weeks or something who like cares? that? Exactly, the least yeah. talented of the Nolan sisters. Never sang on I'm in the Mood for Dancing. Just did the la, 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 and that was it. Uh, <laughs> and that's the benchmark, is it? And that's the benchmark <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Never sang on I'm in the Mood for Dancing. That's I'm it, you're sorry out. I am unanimous in this. <laughs> Drives me mad. Uh, join Christo this Sunday for a roundup of the week's showbiz and music news, Sunday Night Live, uh, as Agadoo is set to be uh, re-released. Is this mm. the worst song in living memory? 
No, it's not. No, I don't think it is, is it? In fact, I think they will be playing the worst song in living memory on tonight because uh, X Factor's Eogan is set to release his first album. Who the hell heck's going to buy that? You see, I, it's been such a while now since that uh, show. It's been just before Christmas, isn't it? Does anybody, apart from his name, does anybody uh, remember a who he is? peculiar-looking child. Yeah. Owen Quigg. I'm sorry, that didn't kind of fall off the tongue, does it? I'm just nipping out to get Owen Quigg's um, album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Who would buy it? Who in their right mind would actually have that? It's like saying, oh, look, I've got an album by the Cheeky Girls, who are rumoured to be going on Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, dear. I can't think of anything more revolting. Apparently, somebody at the BBC said they're very popular. No, they're not, I'm afraid. That's the funny thing. I they're see not. with... Um, you were talking just earlier on about Anthea Turner. Um, <laughs> she's going to be on Hell's Kitchen. Oh, Did you read that? Well, I'm very surprised by that, because so far... Because I've got a friend working on Hell's Kitchen. They don't seem to have announced the line-up, and I'm told they've got trouble getting people. Well, it's in today's mirror, and they're going for, apparently, an older set... Anthea um, Dreary Turner. What for? Where are they? What, what page is this? I'm trying to think because I saw it in my way in. I must just say the other morning. day, it was so funny. Poor old Colleen. Hello. <laughs> As she turned up and um, to Aintree together with another old load of old dogs' dinners, I'm afraid. By God, there were some ugly people at Aintree. And I'm not talking about the people who were racing. I mean, just dreadful. Just There was some poor woman pitching a paper. I mean, it's bad drag at the best of times. These women are just mingers. I mean, even poor old Alex Curran, they go, with a Hollywood hairdo. It's not her hair. Somebody else's, grown on the back of a yak, I think. Dreadful. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing star Vincent Simone. I've never even heard of him. Has oh, yeah, remember, his... he was the one who's... Vincent Simone partnered Louisa Lytton, and also he was the one who... Do you remember um, Flavia, his girlfriend, oh, right. left him for Matt, De, Matt D'Angelo? Remember, that was that big thing that they were having oh, right. an affair? Well, he has actually dumped his uh, girlfriend, called Susan Duddy, expecting their baby in July. So he's dumped her to go out with Christina Rianoff. I know. You know, that peculiar-looking one with the, with the nastily bleach-blonde hair and all the... Bl- God knows what that looks like first thing in the morning. That I must know. be a bit rough, wasn't it? But uh, last night, Christina said, I don't want to talk, sorry. <laughs> well, you will, darling, for money. Because we pay you money and you talk to us. That's how it works, isn't it, nowadays? There'll be an OK magazine. I'm but, just uh, trying to find that thing on Hell's... Can't find it. I can't find it. I think I've gone oh. mad here with this. That's a bit worrying. It was in my own Anthea. copy. Maybe my copy's different to your copy. Oh, Katie Price. What on earth is Katie Price looking like there? I mean, I'll do me a favour. What is she looking like? Oh, yeah, she doesn't... She's she... a bit mumsy, doesn't oh. she? Oh, Dear, ha- anything less glamorous should be hard pushed to find. Of course, not welcomed at Jade's funeral the other day. Might you notice Anthony Costa, uh, an MP for Bermondsey, and a few other people turned up yeah, to he, it. Yeah, they were... Not exactly, I don't know who the 350 were who filled the church. No idea. OK, listen, we'll take a short break. It's uh, 14 to 10. With travel, Louise Rundle. Good morning, M25, anti-clockwise... Up to ten, it's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Nice to be company. The sun is shining. It's glorious. We're feeling very happy. How many times did Richard uh, Madeley cheat on his wife? Ten times. That's his first wife, incidentally. And the reason he's telling you that, because he was a young man who was uh, out there. Actually, he's very attractive, Richard Madeley. Very attractive. But uh, he's on Piers Morgan's Life Stories tonight. It's a dire programme, I'm afraid. It's dire. And it's, you know, there's nobody major on it. But it's, you know, it's there and we sort of... We watch it, I suppose. Not sure whether I will be watching it. Uh, Steve, I would like to see doing this morning Penny Smith or Denise Welsh. Oh, not Denise Welsh. <laughs> I was about to say. She spends most of her time said. drunk, I'm afraid. 
Francis doesn't reckon that it will it will last at all. It should be uh, with, with with Melanie Sykes. Well, it might not. I just yeah. think I think the worry is whoever's put in there first hmm. could be in danger of of diving because they'll never live up to Fern. Yeah. Uh, did you see Colleen Nolan's program about plastic surgery without her makeup? Woof woof. I'm afraid not so attractive. Well, even with makeup, not so attractive. Uh, I was in the, the audience of Loose Women. The paper said Cherie had a bad nosebleed. She did not. Mm. Interesting. Actually, she does get carried away, Cherie, but, I mean, Denise is horrible. She's just... It comes over on television. You can see she's trying to be all nice, but it's, you can see it's, it's false, I'm afraid. It doesn't work for me at all. Um, agree with how awful Melanie Sykes is. And Susan Spence has just ruined EastEnders for me. I was planning a lovely afternoon watching the omnibus eating chicken sandwiches. Well, I'm afraid it's been on everything. Oh, it's going to be... It's, it's, it's been on, and it's been, been on, on every newspaper and television programme and yeah. radio programme since Friday morning. Yes. So I'm very sorry about that, but, yeah, you're, mm. you're a little bit late on something like that. Yes, I'm fa- so Somebody wrote in years ago and said, I'm HD Allen revealing storylines. So I did every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the because they're is, all I, in the papers. I was going to say, you pick up today's Sunday papers and next week's storylines are already with pictures are already in there so let alone the week that's already gone by so if you don't want to know anything don't buy any sunday papers especially the mirror today because no. there are pictures of next week's storyline so if you haven't watched the omnibus yet then don't don't watch it yes um and I, if I you found, haven't <laughs> <laughs> bad luck bad luck um, I'm yeah hell's kitchen is going to be um adrian edmondson oh blimey you see, I don't like him in Holby. I didn't like him in Holby. I kind of put him off. But mm. um, he's obviously, you know, been in The Young Ones and all that kind of thing. He's married to Jennifer Saunders. So he's going to be in Hell's Kitchen, along with, they say, Anthea Turner. Oh, God, how dreary. Koo Stark. Oh, God. These are the three names that they've mentioned. Oh, blimey. But they say that this time and around... It can't be right, because I'd, a friend of mine's working on Hell's Kitchen. I did say to you, I said, have, have they got the people lined up yet? And he said, they don't appear to have... I mean, Anthea Turner, just ghastly. Just ghastly. The most irritating old bag on television. Her, Denise Work. There's certain people who are just irritated. She was never any good, Anthea Turner. Never. Eamon Holmes hated her, if you remember on GMT. We called mm. her Princess Tippy Toes. <laughs> she hasn't improved. She hasn't learned anything at all. She's just a little bit like that. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just irritating. It's surprising. I'm sure she's it's... charming. But it just on television, it doesn't work. It's surprising that she's not been on one of those shows before, isn't it? Yes. I think she might have done something like that before. You'd think so, but of course they had so much money. Huh, did. <laughs> House up for sale, everything up for sale. You know, it just goes to prove, actually, that you know, not as clever as she thought she was. Not as clever. Girls Aloud star Nicola Roberts is about to knock them red by beating Sarah Harding in the battle of who's the sexiest. The answer is neither of them, I'm afraid. <laughs> neither of them. Nicola's all right. I always feel a bit sorry for her. She just looks she like does, she's been dipped in chalk. She just, yeah, but she's one of these girls that you have to admire in that respect because she's very pale-skinned. She's not gone out there and, and gone on the sunbed. She's not gone out there and got fake tan either. She's just said, look, I'm pale-skinned, that's how it is. Yeah. Rather than all these ones who go out and get the sunbeds or go to the Caribbean and, <clears throat> excuse me, and you get their tans. And then, of course, it's the whole skin cancer thing. So I think she sets quite a good example and... You know, she is different. She's different yeah. looking because she's got really bright ginger hair. Yeah. And she's very pale skinned, but she's just like, well, that's what I look like and that's it. And I quite admire her for that. Yeah. Oh, OK. All right. You're all right then. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say there's something in the, the, that's really quite cute in the, in, the, um, in the Telegraph this morning on page three. Look, 
It's these nice little, oh. uh, the little bunny rabbits. We like bunnies. And it says bunnies are for life, not Easter. It's a bit like the take off the whole dog thing at Christmas time. <laughs> uh, and what they're saying is that on the run up to Easter, so many kiddies apparently get given a bunny rabbit for for Easter. But actually, it's a bit of a myth that they're easy to look after, and all you have to do is stick them in a hutch and feed them a carrot. Mm. There's actually an awful lot more to it. And contrary to popular belief, they're not actually good pets for children because rabbits don't like being picked up. They no, to be they on the yes, yes. In fact, I think rabbits are a bit like uh, guinea pigs and stuff like that. You have to play with them because otherwise they can have heart attacks. Oh, God, I think so. Um, yeah. Well, they say that you know, with, when a kitty picks them up, they get stressed by that, and yeah. of course, when they start to wriggle, all the kitty does is grab it tighter, and of course, you're hurting it. Yeah. And they say that it's not good for the for they the health. They don't make of noise, the do they, rabbits? No, they don't really. They don't sort of go woof. No, I don't think they would go My friend Barry says, Sorry feel that way about Denise. She really is a lovely person, warm-hearted and very generous in giving her time to charity wherever possible in her busy schedule. Also bringing up her gorgeous son, Louis. She's very popular and soon soon starts the next series of Waterloo Road. We won't fall out over her, though, will we? (laughs) He says, If you knew her, you'd adore her. She is good in Waterloo Road, and she was good in Coronation Street. Yeah. But, of course, she's acting in those ones. I don't... I, I, I've always quite liked her, but I had to admit, I don't watch Loose Women, so I don't really know what she's like on that one. Love you to pieces, Barry, but I can't be a fan <laughs> of her. I just can't do it. I've got about a hundred of these uh, things here now. We've got uh, computer problems coming up with uh, with Darren. And thank you to everybody who's been telling me about... Um, about Leicester Square, and Stan says, pleased to hear you remember the Magic Circle again. I used to enjoy our rubies after the Monday meeting with Daryl, Tony and Darren. Great to meet up again, just one Monday for old time's sake. He says, as a matter of interest, Charlie Drake lived for many years in a flat just around the corner from the old Arthur Murray School of Dancing. Charlie Drake. Hello, my darlings. He died, actually, Stan, as you know, in uh, Brinsworth. They hated him, I think. He was so cantankerous. Really? Oh, he really was cantankerous. You know, you, you get cantankerous, and then you've got Charlie Drake. Oh, really? He always yeah. straight. He's been quite a sweet man. Well, I think that was the public yeah. image. I think privately he was, you know... He, although, strangely enough, I bumped into Richard O'Sullivan yesterday. He was walking through Twickenham. It's Richard O'Sullivan, ha- as in Robin's Nest, Richard yes, O'Sullivan. Yeah, because he lives at Brinsworth House. Isn't that funny? Because the last couple of Mondays we've been talking about yes. him in the, the old shows. And I saw him walking. I got off the bus the other day and he was walking towards me. Did you speak to him? No, I didn't. No. Sometimes What's he, he looking he, like these days? He looks fine. He looks absolutely fine. Is his hair all grey? Yes, his hair's great. He looks exactly the same. Does he? Big star he was. Big, big oh star. Oh, my God, I loved him. Huge yeah, star. Love him, him to pieces. Really love him to pieces. Uh, why is Susan Spence's picture not on the LBC website? Because it's only presenters of LBC. You know, she, I mean, Susan's sort of part-time presenter, so the part-timers, unfortunately, didn't get pictures taken. No, we didn't get... We didn't, there's didn't no budget for part-timers. There's no budget. says, I was walking past the studio yesterday and was wondering, are you on the Charing Cross Road or the Leicester Square side? No, Charing Cross Road. And uh, you can't see us. You can see the studio at night time, but you can't see into it yeah. because there's a gap of about three feet between our studio and the window. It's funny because the other morning when I was walking down, I, I looked and thought, which, look which one is it? And I thought, God, even when I'm sat in there, I know which one it is. But when you're outside, you can't see which one yeah. it is. It's almost directly opposite the pub yeah. that, that's, uh, that's down there. The McCanns are uh, off filming in Pride de Luce again. Yeah, he went, but she didn't. Yes. Which They're you making can a understand. film, aren't they? Well, they're making a, a documentary for Channel 4 because it's coming up for two years, May the 3rd, I think, Good since God, is it really? she went um, missing. And, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, she's, he went out there, but, but she didn't, and it clearly was quite painful for him. But the idea is they're putting together some kind of documentary with actors playing them and other people. A family friend, I think, is playing Little Maddie, 
And the idea is that they're hoping any piece of information might yet be on Earth that will help them. Yeah. But, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, it's also Tony says, I, I think you have the same wicked tongue as me. <laughs> well, almost look on that as a, as a compliment, I think, nowadays. Uh, Sean says, did Susan see Holby City on Tuesday? I've, Scott, I'm, I'm behind on my Holby. As I know I've she likes Joseph. Yes, I do like... Jo- oh, no, I think I've heard about this, that Joseph has some kind of life-threatening incident. Mm. I, I'm three behind on Holby, so I've Sky Plus'd it, so oh, I've right. yet to watch them. But, yes, thank you. I think, okay. I, I, think I kind of know that he's... <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't die. Oh, Lord. But we'll see. All right. I don't think He's got does. a smile on her face we can't wipe off, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, to find out about the history of every street in Greater London, says Derek, get a book called The London Encyclopedia. It's photos I want of Leicester Square. I want to see on our side of the square what was here years ago, what houses, what the houses yeah. look like. Because I'm told it's three London townhouses. Oh, really? And I want to know... Because it, it would have been quite quite posh some years ago. Oh, yes, for and I'd sure. Like to, I'd like to have a look, I think. You can imagine them in the middle of the square, sitting down, the horse-drawn carriages and yes. in the, in the Sunday, the ladies yeah. in their dresses and they're walking along. I can, you can really imagine Some that. of the gentlemen in their dresses, you know. Yes. <laughs> and Sue says, I think you're right about Natalie. Very strange to move in with somebody just after they've lost their wife. Especially as he's yeah. only 45. I don't know, how, how old's Natalie? 25. Cassidy, 20, oh, 25, is she? Yes. She's just gone back on a diet again. Well, do you know what? In the pictures, in the paper, I think it's in the, is it in the people that it's in, mm. there's actually a, she's carrying a whole load of books, and one of them I recognise, having done it myself, on and is. off, is the Weight Watcher book, because it's got smart along the side of it. She sent me a, a, text, more, a, a text one morning saying that she was listening to the programme. So after I said, you know, she's piled on the pound, she needs to lose the weight quite quickly, and she wrote and said, you're very funny. Next day, she's pictured out doing the exercises. So it kind of worked. Always a pleasure, Susan. Yes, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank that you very much do. indeed. We're back with you the other side of the news. We're going to sort out all your gadget problems. And uh, we've got some uh, new uh, DVDs which are coming out as well. So more details after the news, LBC. When a stroke strikes, it spreads... Well, it's past ten. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Nice to have your company. Um, we're going to get through a lot of questions between now and half past. And I shall remind you again that it's Steve Allen's special Samsung netbook. All the top features. I don't know anything about netbooks. I could just tell you it's fab and you'll win it in less than an hour. Finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. Small and compact. Uh, it's got notebook-sized keypad to make typing so much easier, and a battery life of up to seven hours. So you can carry it, just pop it in your pocket. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Get your bids in by 11 o'clock today. Text Steve, followed by the bid in pence, to treble eight two one. So Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 11 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Morning. They're very nice, though, Samsung uh, networks. Nice, they, they are very nice indeed. How much are they worth? Well, they depends which one. They're several hundred pounds. Right. Yes. So uh, have but a go for that. You have a bit of trouble slipping it in your pocket unless you've got very big pockets. I have right. very big pockets, surprisingly. Well, actually, you do. I do Is have... Is this a new jacket? No, it's not a new jacket. Oh. It's it's an old jacket, but I, I, it's our man in Havana look. They didn't have it in your size then. They didn't, actually, no. no. And I'm also wearing the shirt, also not in my size. Fits me like a glove. Sticks out in five places. <laughs> So lovely. Did you go to the hairdresser today? No, didn't think so. How do you look like Steve Allen? Jump in a puddle, pull yourself through a hedge. Anyway. Just suck on a lot of lemons. Exactly. Yeah. Just just bring that tree... Ra- Actually, I was eating... <laughs> strange, I was eating out the other day at the tapas bar in Twickenham. As you and what did. have they the got glamour. on the back? They have a uh, lemon tree. 
<laughs> really? A lemon tree. You can grow lemons in this country. It, it needs a bit more sunshine, but it was doing okay. I bet it was. Oh, I love it. Have you ever seen... Have, They're have beautiful, not, yes. Oh, I yeah. love lemon tree. And the smell. And very nice. And my sweet peas have started growing. I never thought they would, because I stuck them outside when it was fairly cold, in a basket, never watered them. And remarkably, they've sprouted. Nobody's more surprised than me. So anyway, we're going to get in uh, a lot of your calls today. Some gadget news for you. Nintendo have launched their new um, DS. It's now called the DSi. It has a built-in camera, an SD card slot, slightly bigger screens and a faster processor. It also plays music, but oh. only in the AAC format. So that means if all your music's MP3, you're going to have to convert it all. Right. It's 50 quid more than the current one, and so far hasn't gone down gr- well with the sort of reviewers. They're saying it's a bit too expensive. Right. And uh, available everywhere at the moment. How much do we know? Uh, it's about 150 quid. Okay. Yeah. I watched some kids playing on some of the other day. Are the Nintendo and DS those? I think that my godchildren have got them. It's a little flap that lifts yeah, up on the screen screens, and the yeah. yes, yeah, two screens, is it? One at the top, one at the bottom. Yes. Oh right. Yeah. Fantastic! It's the most popular uh, handheld console game. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I should go and get one. You should go and get one and get the brain games. The brain games are fantastic. Oh, no, I can't do anything. Test your IQ. No, no, that's far too depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Far too depressing. No, I I, I want something... I don't know. I wouldn't use it, would I? No. 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 My website of the week this week is a thing called Spotify. Oh, yes. Somebody else told me about this, because I've got it. Have you? Oh, yeah, I installed it. Yes, you installed it. Yes, I did. uh, Somebody else told me about it. Who was it? It was somebody during the week. It was Daryl. No, it was somebody else. Oh, really? Somebody no, no, it was somebody in the studio. Oh, really? And I said, oh, that sounds really good. I must get that. And then I thought, no, I've got it. Yes, you can. Yeah. It's a free it website. It's it legal. Me. You can't download the music, but it streams straight to your computer. But very shortly, you will be able to, I you believe. Will, yes. yes. It's also going to be available on certain mobile phones as well. Right. So, so you can use it at home to listen, to a, but you don't or, download it. No. So they've got millions of tracks on there. Type in, say, The Carpenters, and bring up all The Carpenters, or a West End show. You may be able to listen to Spring Awakening or Wicked's on there. Loads of them. Hot Mikado? I haven't tried Hot Mikado, because I've already got a CD of that. That's out at the Queen's Theatre in May, I believe. Oh, really? How lovely. Great show. Go to steveallenshow.com to find out further details. Indeed. Uh, right, a question here from Norman. Yep. He says, can you ask me, I want to put my CD collection onto an iPod. How and how much? Well, the how much is free. Free, do it yourself. All you've got to do is make sure you download iTunes, because iPod won't work without iTunes. Yes. That's free. Go to apple.com, download it. And then you put your CD in your machine. When you just just go back when when you when you buy an iPod, yeah. When you plug it because I've now got five running, yeah. And strange enough, the other day I know because they keep bringing them out, and I've got them all like they've got all different capacity, colour, anything, colours. Yes. And on one of them, I I plugged it in, and what I obviously did, I erased everything on it. Oh dear! So when I came to play it, I thought there's nothing on here, so I had to reinstall. And put as many tracks on as I could. It holds yeah. about four thousand. So when you when you buy the iPod, you plug it into your computer, and it should come up and bring up iTunes, shouldn't it? No, no, no. You have, when you if you you're starting from scratch, if you haven't got iTunes on your computer, when you buy the iPod, it's, it used to come on the disc with the iPod, but not anymore. They assume mm. you're online. You go down to the Apple. Sorry, you go to apple.com, yeah. download iTunes, install it. When you plug in your iPod for the first time, it will register. Then you take out the CDs of music that you like. Right. Put it in your computer, and it says on the bottom right-hand side, import CD. And you do that over and over again. Import CD? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, once you've done that, you drag across from iTunes into your iPod, which will usually appear on the left-hand side, mm. until it's full up. Or you can do random selections, all sorts. Okay. So it Usually, every time you put a CD in, it usually says, do you want to import it? So, yes. Yeah. And what I find it quite easy, because what I did with all of my stuff, I'd sat down... 
what seemed like a week, and put all my <laughs> CDs on. But also, it was quite handy because I just downloaded the tracks on certain d- CDs that I wanted, as opposed to entire albums. Yes, we can do that with uh, iTunes as well. Yeah. You don't have to. It's so much easier if they album. made a system in the side of your computer that you put in all your CDs at the same time and just push a button and it does it. There are companies, if you go onto Google and put in a search, there are various companies that will do it all for you. Really? But obviously, you've got to pay for it. Oh, right. That's you're why paying, he asked. Well, you've got to pay for asked. someone to sit there and do it for you. It's an expensive yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. May as well buy the music from iTunes and download it. It's probably going to be cheaper. I do love it, though, and I, I love my little little shuffle thing at the moment. Shuffle's good, isn't it? Fits in your little... Oh, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, Steve, Melanie Sykes is supporting me raise funds for Low Syndrome, an incurable children's disease. She's a breath of fresh air. Yes, I'm not, I'm not uh, condemning her for anything that she does. I just don't think she's a very good presenter. I'm not, I'm not, you know, worried about that, uh, that side of it. Most, most people do things like that. So she's probably marvellous at that. I just don't think she's good as a telepresenter. Uh, Steve, when our AVG runs out, should I pay £39 for an upgrade to 8.5 or start afresh with AVG? Is AVG only free for a year? Well, what AG, AVG have done is they're bringing out a new version. So you'll, everyone that's got it on their computer for free, they'll have the thing popping up saying it's now run out. You can go to AVG's website and download the new free version. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay the £35. Right. And uh, it will replace the old version of AVG. So go to AVG's website, check the uh, free section. There are lots of other free ones as well. Avast, A-V-A-S-T, that's another free right. antivirus software for the PC. I'm, very, I'm so fire... Are these firewalls? No, they're antivirus. Oh, they're antivirus, OK. <coughs> I don't get anything like that. It's because... <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, do I? Oh. <laughs> right. I do recall about a year ago your computer... Oh, that was only because I opened something, but yeah, since then exactly. I haven't had anything like that at no, all, because your antivirus is up to date. Yeah, because I had the thing the other day, it does, it does a sweep and a check, yes. and it came back and said there were no instances, and Good. I quite like that. Things my brother so no, don't, you don't have to pay 35 quid for the new one. Okay. Uh, Sean says, uh, you and Susan on this morning would be fantastic. I can just imagine the phone-ins. Actually, there wouldn't be any phone-ins. <laughs> you could fill in the whole programme without any celebs. I'm loving this idea more and more. Think of the, the money you could save, which they're, they're trying to do at the moment with Alan Titchmarsh's show, although the, the budgets must be set, I think, uh, for that. Uh, and, and Alan in Crouch End says, I love Melanie Sykes. Fern lost her sparkle after the gastric band scandal, and she looks like she needs a break from television. What was it, a scandal? It was a scandal because she said she hadn't had it done. Oh, I see. Uh, the, and the scandal was um, uh, that, that she, sort of, she was making money from a TV advert which was saying that by eating these things you would lose the weight. Oh, and people were saying, actually, you've had a gastric band fitted. Oh, dear. Is it just me, says Andrew, or are all the presenters old, bald and grey, apart from Jenny Barnett? Well, actually, when she takes that wig off, she's old, bald and grey as well, I'm afraid. And actually, somebody called Donald, but there you go, that's another story. Uh, Steve, actually, on the subject, Doug in Balham says, my PC crashed this week, all my music lost on it. Yes. However, all the music's on my iPod, but yes. when I launch iTunes on my new computer, it wants to wipe the iPod clean. Is there any way of saving the music? There are various pieces of software you can use to save the music on your iPod, and it will transfer everything from your iPod back to your computer. The one I've used in the past is called Ollie's mm. iPod Extractor. So you type that into Google, Ollie's, O-L-L-I-E-S, iPod Extractor, and it will save most of your music, and you don't have to worry about it. Right. Okay. right. Simple as uh, that. Do a backup as well, don't forget. Whenever you're buying music, make sure you back it up onto an external drive or CD or yes. DVD. I'm not sure if I have backed all my stuff up. Apparently, Stains Town Hall was also used as a backdrop in a rude scene in the Ali G movie. Because he was part of the Stains Massive, was he not? So, uh, I know Stains very well. In fact, they still do my, uh, my ironing there. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, Pat says, 
Uh, we love listening to the traffic reports, hence this picture saying that no problems around here. Photo 7.30 today. Unfortunately, I didn't get any photos, Pat. So, and then she sent them the next time round. So thank you for that very much indeed. Uh, another one here. It says, my digital camera uses XD cards to save the pictures, but our Nintendo Wii, which has a photo album function, so you can watch the photos on the big screen, only takes SD cards. What you need to do is get yourself a little card reader, about 20 quid, that you plug into your PC, put the SD, sorry, the XD card in, transfer all the pictures on to your computer, and then get a little SD card. They're very cheap now, literally three very. or four quid. Very, very cheap. I've got a little tiny one. I'm just going to share that with you this morning. <laughs> then you can transfer it back to the SD card. Yeah. Plug Mine's it very your... small. Is it? I don't think you've seen anything as small as it's this a for a micro. long while. It's a little micro card. Really? In fact, actually, I held it in my hand and nearly dropped it. Held it between my thumb and forefinger, and then the next minute it had disappeared. Is it? I mean, do you know, you wouldn't have thought it could have done anything, would you? But there you go. Some people have got bigger ones, but mine really teeny tiny. Anyway, 10.15 is uh, the time. The travel is Louise Rundle. On the roads, then, at the moment. We'll start with the M25. Steve Allen. It certainly is. It's Steve Allen's Sunday break. Do you know, this sunshine is glorious. I might even... No, I'm going to do it now. Extra button undone. There you go. Look at that. Racy pacey. Or not. Uh, one here from, I think it's pronounced, uh, it's nothing to do with you, Darren. It's uh, Esmail, who says, love your sarcasm. I get up every Sunday to listen to the show on cable. You really perked me up when I was going through a personal crisis. And as I'm no longer in London, I listen to you now on cable. Good for you. You can listen on Sky. And you can listen to us all over the world, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Let's quickly do another one here. This is uh, on computer virus. Yeah. Uh, there was one here, a virus, that was supposed to spread around the world on April the 1st. Did it ever happen, or was it a massive April well, Fool's hoax? it seems to have been an April Fool's hoax, because Why would so somebody far... want to do that as a hoax? What a bizarre thing. Well, because the whole idea is to bring the whole network of computers around the world down yeah. to a grinding halt. But most people were sensible and updated their antivirus anyway, so it wouldn't right. affect many people. Ha <laughs> ha! Jan from County Durham. I hope it's Jan who says, uh, I'm sure you're correct, Leicester Square was full of big houses, later made into flats, and then what you have now. I was told this story by an old actress friend of mine who worked with John Buchanan. She said he lived in the top flat above the Odeon, which her office is now, not the Odeon on your side, the one leading into Panton Street. Which is about to be demolished. Yes, it's about to, mm. it's about to go, to be made into a, into a hotel. But thank you for your, your input to the programme every week. It's fantastic. We get, you know, just really, really good stuff. Good stuff. So thank you for that. Phil in Swansea. Look at this. Even the boys in Swansea. He says, I listen all the time. What I'm on XP. Sorry? What was that accent? Swansea. Oh. Looks it. I know that because my, uh, my neighbour, Lynn, she's Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I forgot to do my film thing as well. So I'll, I'll come back to his question in a moment because I forgot to do my film thing. Because if I don't do this, I get into most dreadful trouble. But if you fancy seeing the best films first and for free, you can now... With the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas, this month's must-see movie is Fast and Furious. This action thriller stars Vin Diesel, Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez. is in cinemas from the 10th of April. Fast and Furious, eh? <laughs> Doesn't cost a penny to join. And you could be going every month to see the best new movies in town before everybody else gets to see them. Simply log on to lbc.co.uk. Join the LBC Listener Club. Simple as that. Once you remember, you click to request your tickets because the LBC 97.3 Film Club is an association with Cineworld Cinemas. And actually, on the same site, lbc.co.uk, the new presenter pictures and all the old LBC presenters, of which I'm happy to include myself. Clive Bull's on there as well. He's an old LBC presenter. Not as old as my good self, but he's catching up fast. So there's all those great pictures to look at. Plus all the new ones. You can see how... And try and work out who's been airbrushed. 
But do do click on the pictures to enlarge them, because the more you, you click on, the more click-throughs I get and the, and the happier everybody becomes. And thank you for downloading, incidentally. I say it every day, but I'm very happy. So get back to film from, uh, from Swansea. <laughs> Look, see you. He said, I'm on XP, but my yes. computer's very slow. Ah. Now, I know about slow computers, yeah. because it, twice it happened to me the other day. Are you watching a lot of films, Phil? Because if you do, it seems to slow down computers, and sometimes they stop. So you're watching a movie... And all of a sudden, the, the picture freezes. So I have to turn my computer off, which and is always very useful, and yep. reboot the system. Yep. Um, there's lots of things you can do. Defragging, if you're going to system I've utilities. I've defragged never defragged. Yes, you have. You've have done I? it many times, yes. Have I? Yep. That will I'm help. sure I have. Yes, I'm sure you have. Oh, okay. Uh, also, make sure you've got all the latest Adaware and Spy mm. uh, software. Make sure you haven't got anything like that slowing it down as well. Right. Then if it still has lag problems... Um, it may be worth reinstalling the operating system, but only as a last resort if you've got all your disks and back everything up. But try the spyware, the adware, and defragging first. That usually sorts the problems out. Right. Amir says, my sister has a new iPod, but with less storage space than mine, so she can't fit all of my songs on her iPod. How can we both update our iPod from the same iTunes? If you're using Windows, I always find the best way to deal with that is to have two separate user accounts on your machine. So set one up for the first person, yes. then set one up for the second, and run iTunes separately. And in other words, it's if, a bit confused. if she's only got a small capacity, it will say, would you yeah. like us to do a selection? If you're using a Mac, you can put as many different iPods as you like, and it will, every time you plug a new one in, it will recognise it's a different one, and you can slide whichever music over. But select the music you want, don't just say fill it up, otherwise... You're not going to fit everything on. No, exactly. Most people have more music anyway these okay. days than the capacity. It's a lot to do with music today, so I think our audience is definitely getting younger on the Sunday. Because this one says, how can I play tracks purchased on iTunes with an MP3 player? You can't. You have to have Oh, well, sorry, Anna, you can't. No. <laughs> Ruined your day, isn't it? No, you have to have an iPod to do all the music on uh, iTunes. Right. But uh, if you go to Amazon, for example, they have MP3 downloads that will play on most players. Okay, here's an interesting... I've never thought of this one, actually. Uh, this is from John. It says, Do our home TV licences cover the usage of TV via mobile phones? As far as I'm aware, I think it does, yes. I've never even thought it. It's never crossed my mind, yeah, John, I think before. It does. The question, question is, though, if you don't have a television at home and you're watching television on a mobile phone, do you need a TV licence? I think you should call them at Bristol, aren't they? They're yes. at Bristol. Ask them. It's a dodgy one. Yes. DVLA's in um, Swansea. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sylvia says, is there a virus risk with iTunes? We have AVG-free version. No. No. No, there's not. OK. Uh, fairly straightforward. Graham says, I live in rented accommodation. If I buy a computer, what's the cheapest and easy way to use the internet without a phone line? <laughs> there's various ways of doing it. You can do it through cable. Yeah. Uh, you can do it with those little dongles. Three have one. Yes. O2 have one. They all have them. Go on uh, line and check. There's lots of comparison websites. Some come with contracts, some do come without. So sometimes they'll offer you a free dongle, but you've got to sign up to an 18-month contract. Right. Others will be pay-as-you-go. So if you're only going to use it once or twice a month or once or twice a week, that may be a better option if you don't want to tie yourself into a contract. All right. Colin wants to know how you spell Spotify. S-P-O-T-I-F-Y. There you go. Uh, can I use the iPod part of my phone on an aeroplane without getting in trouble? That's up to the airplane. Yes, that's up to it. Sometimes they say turn them off. Yeah, it's but they do well, seem to be getting better. Ryanair just decided that you can use your mobile phone on the yeah. on an airplane. So that whole thing about phones interfering is 
proved to be untrue. Yes. But if you've got an iPhone, for example, there's an option where you can just switch it over to um, just using it as an iPod. Right. I can remember actually using a phone on a plane, because I got on a plane in America, and in front of me, in the, in the headrest... There was the telephone, and I remember picking it up, and they said you could, you could make a call. And everybody does the same. Hello, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on a plane. It's costing me five pounds off. a minute. Five pounds a minute for the pleasure <laughs> of going. I'm on a plane. It would have been easy to get off and, you know, stand and push button A and B. I phoned a friend of mine on Skype on a plane once. Ah, somebody's asked about Skype. Um, he was, on some air- aircraft, they have wireless a- internet access, and he was flying from the United States back to London, and I noticed him mm. pop up on Skype, so I called him and said, where are you? I'm on a plane. Oh, where there's chat, yeah, flying. Ah. Andrew says, is it true that all mobile phone networks, apart from the providers three, bar use of Skype on mobile phones? They have barred the use of Skype as a way of calling people free via the phone network. Mm. But if you're on a wireless network, you can still use Skype. So at the moment, if you're on three, you can use the three network to make free phone calls. But if you're on all the others, you can't make the free phone calls using the phone network. You have to be on a wireless network. Okay, uh, Jackie, uh, another one here. A question: uh, My eleven-year-old is saving for a laptop for her homework. What would be the best value make for her? Oh, crikey! Well, set your budget and shop around for mm. school. What was that one we had? I can't remember the little one we used to have for school. The one we gave away last year. Oh, I can't remember I it was, what it's oh, called it was now. Really cute. Fizzbooks. We That's right. Fizzbooks are really it made was fabulous. It was fabulous. Fizzbooks are made with a kid in mind because they've got extra padding, so they get oh. dropped or knocked or um, thrown around. They still work. Yeah. Um, you can lock down the parental controls on it so they can't find anything nasty on the internet. Um, it's a really, really. How much was it? It was about, about four hundred pounds. Really for a, a good. A decent laptop for a child. You're going to be spending between three and five hundred pounds. Yeah. Really, really. This is Fizzbook. Yep. Check, it, check it out. Uh, Jan in Bromley says, changing the subject, moving away, she says, last Sunday at Wilton's Music Hall's 150th birthday open afternoon, we had over 600 people looking around. Thank you for telling your listeners about it. The open afternoon, lots of people said they heard about it on LBC. Well, you know that we mentioned the Grant Museum a few weeks ago. Oh, this was hilarious. The Grant... This museum is smaller than this room. It is, the studio, which it's is... tiny. It's half the size of a tennis court. But, but the reason we mentioned it is because it's full of... It's full of um, dinosaurs. It's the Grant Museum of Zoology, so there's uh, various fossils and skeletons. Yeah. They had an open day a couple of weeks ago, and 450 LBC listeners turned up. Yeah, 450, mainly, including people from the news desk upstairs. Uh, did they? Who took their, their kids along, saying oh, we'd really? heard about it. Because kids love dinosaurs. They absolutely love them. And it's... I, I didn't think... But I watch kids down there sifting through stuff and look at... They know all about they it. They do, indeed. Far better than, far better than we do. Uh, Steve, surely the iPod comes with a disc, says Tom. No, no they not come with a disc for ages. No, it's, ages. That's why the boxes are so small. Yep. They're trying to make it greener, so you literally go online, download iTunes, and away you go. Oh, right, OK. OK. Can a PS3 catch a virus, says Ike? No, doesn't use Windows. Mm. Doesn't use windows. John the Projectionist says, whilst the Odeon West End is to be demolished and rebuilt into flats and a hotel, I understand they're going to retain a cinema in the basement. Yes, they are. Yeah, but they're not... Retaining the facade, which I think is a shame. Yes, isn't that awful? Yeah. When will the new iPhone software update be available? It's already available if you're a de- developer. Cost a hundred dollars. So if you want to be first, register as a developer, or okay. you're going to have to wait till the summer. They reckon around June, July time, and there may well be a new iPhone because O2 are flogging him off on special deals at the moment. Yes. I know, so, I saw the other day. Yes. You can get an iPhone now for £32 on a, con- it's, it's yeah, on a, on contract, a contract for £32. Yeah. Not bad. Jacqueline says, is it worth 
getting the new Nintendo console despite not having a slot, i.e. not back compatible for GBA games. I'm not sure that it's worth the extra 50 quid, actually, because the old, the, the, the current sort mm. of Nintendo DS still is compatible with the GBA games, so if you've got lots of those, it's not worth it. All right, and Rob says, how can I be sure it's safe to get rid of an old PC? I don't have a big enough magnet. Do I take all the stuff off? What exactly do I have to do? If you go to download.com, look for uh, Disk Shredder, and it's a programme that will wipe everything off your hard drive for you. Oh, right, so there you go. Disk Shredder, that's the one you want. No more time. Thank you very much indeed to Darren. He's back with us on Tuesday to give you some ideas of where to go. And uh, I'm back the other side of the news. I've got some uh, DVDs which are out very shortly, so we'll tell you about those, and we'll have more of your texts and emails and the final quick look at the papers. LBC 97.3. Just very quickly, uh, Chris says, I emailed you last week, still having problems with my set-top box, Steve. I've tried to make sure all the plugs and scart leads are tightly in the sockets, but it's suddenly getting no signal. I've tried switching off at the socket, but no luck whatsoever. You might have a break in the, uh, the cable, or failing that, it sounds to me, Chris, if you've checked all the leads in there, the box is, uh, is broken. That's what it sounds... That wasn't the word that we wanted to use round here, but that's the one I'm told we had to use. So it sounds like it's broken. If you've actually checked all the leads, the cable's not broken... And, uh, and it all looks fine. New, it sounds like a new, new set-top box to me. Talking of a new box, here he is. New, new pictures, actually, as opposed to new, new box. You're very technical. Uh, luckily, I am, actually. I'm you know completely why? It's trial not. and error. I'm completely not. I, yeah? just, I just pick up the phone and ask someone to fix it. I'm generally like that with cars. I I generally, if anything goes wrong with a car, I, generally, I pick up the phone and go, Pete, <laughs> to the car. I don't have a car. Do you not, you not drive? No, no, I can, but I've not had a car for 20 years. Good heaven. So the last time you actually drove, there was a man with a red flag walking in front, waving no, very slowly. No, no, no. Did you I, have I, an I, Austin Healey or something? Or? The first car I owned was a pea green Volkswagen Beetle, called, oh, who I called Esmeralda. My Uncle Alan used to have a Beetle, and I thought it was a really hip car. Mm. And then Herbie was out at yeah. the time, and everybody wanted a car like Herbie. Yeah, I love that Beetle, but it went wrong all the time. Contrary to the, the, the idea that they never went wrong, mine went wrong the whole time. Because the engine was in the boot, wasn't That's it? That's right. So you lifted up the front to put your luggage in. And the and the battery, as I discovered, was under the seat or somewhere. Oh, because I've had of, batteries in peculiar places. Uh, well, I couldn't find it. Oh, right. Because the, the AA say, your battery's flat, fit, just charge your battery. Well, that's fine, Mr. Man from the AA. Where is the battery? Yes, exactly. I, I wouldn't know that. No. Took so, me ages to find the spare wheel in my car. Yeah. It's but, in the boot, hidden under the... I thought you'd be worrying about your carbon footprints. No, I don't worry about that in the slightest. I'm really sorry. No. I know other... I'm sure other people do. There's probably a few people listening who worry about their carbon footprints. I'm not one of them. I'm more worried about these MPs again. I open up the paper and there's one family in here, 600,000 oh, a year they're you, coining you, you, it. You mustn't steal my thunder. I'm going to have another rant about oh, that for the sorry, third week it's running. I have avoided doing it for yeah. the simple reason I, I get too angry looking at it, thinking, this is, it's a gravy train. We thought that the European Parliament in Strasbourg was the gravy train. We thought the Kinnocks had managed to sort of clean up on that one. Which now we're did. discovering, which they did, of course, we're now discovering it's all the MPs. They're all doing it. I saw them at a dinner the other night, the Kinnocks. They didn't go out of their way to talk. Really? No. I, I saw them in Jo Allen's years ago and she was drinking champagne. Yeah, well, you'd have been paying for that. I'd have been paying for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yes, I'm course. a little bit also myth that I'm paying Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand's fine. Yeah, that's outrageous. That's coming out of my money that I've paid the BBC. I, I see Jack Straw, the Justice Secretary, Justice Jack, try, says that they should pay it. They can afford to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the argument would be that Russell Brand lost his job. Good. Well, he's and, got plenty. Uh, he was out with the G20 protesters last rather week. Rather a shame, considering he's just finished jetting off around the world, earning a small fortune. Mm. It's, uh, you know, all these people who sort of claim to be from the streets, they're all champagne socialists. 
uh, uh, who, which columnist had a rant about them in the paper today saying, uh, were they on benefits? And if they were, were, why weren't they available for work? Well, yes, I also agree that many of them would have been on benefits. Not all of the people, but the ones who are intent on causing trouble yeah. and smashing up windows. As somebody pointed out, they're all wearing clothes made in sweatshops in the Far East. Why don't they go picket the sweatshops in the Far East, as opposed to stupidly breaking a window and just behaving like idiots? Went off all right, though, didn't it? Really? Oh, I thought it was fine. I'm glad we got rid of them. Most of them seem to be from abroad. Mm. Send them back there, let them go march through the streets of Belgrade or wherever it is. I'm also going to be talking about uh, the fact we're sending another thousand of our boys to Afghanistan. Hello, why? Sure, they'll be thrilled. Christopher Mayer, Sir Christopher, the former ambassador of the US, he's going to talk about G20. Mm. And in the last hour, my good friend, your good friend, Carol Malone, she was at Jade's funeral. Uh, As you know, yeah, I don't talk, I haven't talked, I've resisted talking about Jay Goody for the last month or so, but um, I will talk to... Not covered in your paper. Uh, we covered the death of Jade Goody. The, de- the day yeah. she died, that was it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get, have an obituary. And, um, Why uh, would you? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I have not been moved by the Jade Goody phenomenon. Um, it's, it's not a case of not being... I'm just... It's a, the whole thing is a complete and utter circus. Yes. It turned into a circus. We had, you know, the, Jackie is pictured in the papers today with tears, as you do at funerals, mm. like everybody else. I've had no end of letters and emails from people suffering with cancer mm. saying, will well, this just go away? I, I quite agree We're with sick that. to death of it. I quite agree. Yeah. Car- Carol's take on it's quite interesting because she said Jade Goody took the mick with those hideously naff floral tributes, including one saying one East Angular. Said, that's right, but also the other one, it had granddaughter. Not granddaughter. It was grand, G-R-A-N. Well, it was she, D-missing. Yeah, she she um, mangled the English language every time she opened her mouth, so right. in death she p- continued to mangle it, and Carol's point was it was deliberate. Oh, yes, I'll put it this way. Richard Madeley has said in the paper today that people thought she was daft. No, she played on being yeah, stupid. she did. She, I mean, she wasn't the brightest penny in the box. It was the press that made her what, what she mm. was. But that's hopefully now it's finished, although I suspect we've now got to wait to see whether Jack's going to be uh, jailed. And, he will uh, be. Well, I, I would have thought if there was any oh, justice yes. for trying to strangle a taxi driver. Yes, at 40 miles an hour. Yes. Must have frightened the poor man to death. And who broke the news? Of Diana's death. I love this story. I saw in, that. Did you see it? This is this is Kay Burley and my good friend Martin Stanford. He broke it at 4.44. She broke it at seven minutes past five. She claims in her book that she was the one who broke the news of Diana's death. No, let me tell you, actually, Kay, that LBC broke the news of Diana's death first with Tim Crook on our overnight programme long before Sky. Did you really? Yes, absolutely. I didn't do it. Tim, Tim Crook did it. Were you listening? He, yes. He broke the news of Diana's death. I knew at one o'clock that something was the matter. And I'll tell you how, because Dale and I were out for dinner and every Saturday night we would finish dinner and we would go to Earl's Court to pick up the papers. And we went to pick up the papers, as per usual, pulled in, and and the guy's going, no, the papers haven't arrived. He said, something's going on because we haven't got the first... Edi- they're, they're not... The first editions aren't here. So we, we said, is it worth hanging around? He said, well, I don't think so. They're not going to arrive in yet. So as we were driving home, and that was about... At uh, half past one on LBC, they then broke the news. Wow. As we were driving home, Tim Crook broke the news first. All this baloney from, uh, from Kay Burley. She didn't. LBC broke the news of Diana's death first. And why would Maybe we... because we had the facility to do it. Music stations were probably mostly automated and somebody going, here we go, this is this, this is this, and that was that. But it was Tim Crook who did it. And LBC continues to break the news first. Absolutely, and that's why you're here after 11.
Thank you. Always a pleasure. Take, do, do take the Don't take all the those chocolate. Of, no, you actually take them. I would take them before uh, they Well, vanish. yes, because Darren and you seem to have eaten quite a lot. I haven't eaten any. Oh. I can't. I'm diabetic. I'm not allowed to eat that kind of thing. Always lovely to see you. Thank you. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news. Actually, I omitted mentioning to Andrew Pierce. I'm sure he would have been at Aintree the other day. What were some of these women wearing at Aintree? It's like... It, they, they were all Colin McCullough. Colin, Colin yes. Very bizarre. Very bizarre outfits. OK, listen, uh, we'll go through the papers. We've got some more of your texts and emails, which I shall whiz through as fast as possible. Don't forget, you've got 20 minutes left. 20 minutes on the how low. Uh, this is for the Samsung netbook. Worth going for. And I don't need to... T- I, don't, I won't tell you anything about it. If you want to know what it is, Google it. But it's small and compact. It's got a bar- battery life up to seven hours, so you can bring it into town, take it round, sit in a cafe, do whatever you like, actually. Lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bid's in by 11 o'clock this morning, OK? And this is what you do. You work out how low you think it's going to go, and then you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So Steve... Then your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close eleven o'clock this morning. You've got nineteen minutes to go. Must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Nice, nice prize. Uh, some DVDs out. Ghost Whisperer series three and uh, Criminal Minds series three. Uh, both out from tomorrow, I think, April the 6th. This is the Emmy Award-nominated paranormal drama. You know we love stuff like this. So it's got uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and uh, it, it follow- Series 3 follows the life of Melinda, played by Jennifer. She walks amongst the dead and living, acting as an intermediary between the ghosts and those they haunt. So Series 3 out now. It's got uh, all sorts of extras on it as well. Uh, plus... There's something else out which you need to make a, a mental note of. This is Criminal Minds, complete third series, complete third series. I mean, I'm getting into this stuff now, so that's out as well. Both from tomorrow, the bonus features in Criminal Minds, and it runs, I think, about 800-odd minutes, you get uh, deleted scenes in Name and Blood Damaged, you get profiles and you get interviews as well. So well worth going for. So you've got two there put on your list if you're big fans. Actually, talking of your big fans of the paranormal and science fiction, there is the 8th Annual International Festival of Science Fiction and Fantastic Film running from the 29th of April at the Apollo Piccadilly Circus. And uh, I think it's either Louis or... Yes, it is. It's Louis who sent this in to me. He said, I know you're not a big fan. Actually, I like sci-fi. I do like sci-fi. I'm, I'm quite into things like this, things like Labyrinth. He says, we know you're not a big fan of sci-fi, but uh, we have some fun stuff and we, w- we would love a mention. So, Louis, I've had a look at a picture of you. You get your mention on the programme, OK? Because there's pictures in the brochure. So this is all sorts of things. It's got everything to do with sci-fi. If you're a big fan, it's got everything. Films there, Stingray Sam, The Clone Returns Home, Monsterland, plus all the, uh, the usual suspects. And... Uh, Fans of this will know where it's on. So it's sci-fi-london.com. So it's www.sci-fi-london.com. It's at the Apollo Piccadilly Circus. And if you go onto that website, they will tell you all about Sci-Fi London. So good luck. Thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. The Express today, uh, I mentioned Madeline earlier on. Uh, Jerry McCann reliving the ordeal for the TV reconstruction. Two years now. Two years, time goes. Gavin says, your television licence covers a mobile phone, provided it's powered by its own external battery. Similar to the conditions on a TV licence for using portable battery-operated televisions in, say, a caravan. However, you must have an existing television licence. 
Okay, thank you for that. Uh, There is a problem with the podcast at the moment. I'll tell you now because you're all going to be writing in later on saying, Steve, we can't download your Sunday programme. We can't download all the other things. Please tell us when it's going to come back on again. It is an overload system. The uh, elastic band is broken. So hopefully that will be repaired a little bit later on. So apologies for all you podcasters everywhere. Um, And I hope that it... uh, it goes back on a bit later on today. Otherwise, by the time we get to tomorrow morning, you're all going to be crawling up walls, I'm afraid. Uh, lots of your questions we didn't have a chance to get round to, I'm afraid. My great-aunt, says Yvonne, used to own the Queen's Hotel in Leicester Square. It's now called Queen's House, and I think it's next to a casino. It was a Starbucks recently, but I'm not sure what it became after that. When it was a hotel, it was very grand. I bet the whole of Leicester Square was beautiful. I bet it was absolutely stunning. Don't you reckon it was stunningly grand? I think, oh, I'd love to go back there. Uh, lovely Dan. Morning, Dan and Danny. Lovely day. You're going to take the twins out for a breath of fresh air. Whatever you're up to today, have a great... You have a nice time. You'll love it. Go for a nice walk. It's a beautiful day. It really is. Make the most of it. Go and sit down, have a coffee. This is where we do pavement culture. We don't do it particularly well because we don't generally have the weather for it. But go sit down and have a, have a nice cup of coffee somewhere. 84850, uk. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Quarter to 11. It's Louise Rumble. M25 anti-clockwise is queuing due to an abnormal load. It's... Terry and Under says, what's Twitter? Go and Google it. You can go and Twitter most of the LBC presenters. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. And do go to the LBC website and have a look at the new pictures. It'll make you laugh, if nothing else. And have a look at the old LBC pictures, because they're even funny. But don't forget, when you open up a picture, that counts as a click-through. And then we have a league table here. So we all go, how many people have clicked on your picture? And I go, I don't know, three or something like that. million. Uh, Sophie says, you're an angel with a devil's tongue. My kitchen is now sparkly clean. The only time the housework gets done is when I've got you wittering in the background. It's good, isn't it? You just take, take me into the bathroom, take me anywhere. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, Steve, I noticed the D missing on granddaughter. Do you think it was the florist that couldn't spell? It did. It said granddaughter. There was no D on it. Malcolm says, I heard Dinah's death at one thirty. It was the late Mike Dickin who announced it. No, we did it first. We did it first. Dickin wouldn't have been in the real world anyway. Uh, Steve, LBC was news with the Twin Towers. Yes, I announced the Twin Towers before anybody else. We had that, and the reason we had it is because we were we had our correspondent in New York, and he was the one who phoned up the newsroom and said, Steve, 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 there's something going on. And I was coming to the end of my programme. We were with ten minutes, so I did... I've announced quite a number of things like that. So I, was, I got the, uh, the Twin Towers in, and by the time I'd got home, my phone was red-hot. It was ringing backwards and forwards as something else. Uh, Rosalind said, Mr Wass is now banned in our house, so we switch over or off. Uh, went to BBC Two and there was an imported drama with so much offensive language, made no difference. Is the BBC catering for only one kind of viewer? Uh, you want to see the stuff they cut out of the Jonathan Ross show? You really want to see the stuff. It was just unbelievable. Steve, was Friday's podcast affected too? I missed the last bit, says Mike. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I ha- I've had no uh, word on the Friday podcast. So, as far as I know, that was uh, still there. You've only got 11 minutes... You've only got 11 minutes to have a go for the Steve Allen special Samsung uh, netbook. Uh, Is the joke shop still in Twickenham, says Ian? Razzle dazzle? No, went ages ago. Long, long time ago again. Uh, And Diana says, I've just missed your chap, but can you tell me if I can get the bits I need from Maplin's? I can only remember the name of the shop by thinking of Heidi High. 
Maplins. Uh, one son has pinched the cable for uploading photos, the other speakers. Can I get both at Maplins? Yes, you can. Just go and ask them. Go, go to the back and ask the blokes at the back of the shop, which is much easier because they, they, they might know more than the people on the till. Richard says, at Richmond Theatre this week, we're staging a production of Brief Encounter, which is nice. Uh, on Tuesday evening at 6.30, we have 30 people in 1940s dress around the front of the theatre, complete with World War II jeep and cars. Oh, you want to go and see my friend who works in Dickens and Jones. She knows all about 1940s. Oh, yes, she does. Oh, yes, she... Brief Encounter. Just her... Oh, she'll love it. Jeeps and cars and everything else. It's a very clever version of Brief Encounter. So, uh, so good luck, Richard, in Teddington. You'll love it, actually. Very, very good show. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Oh, Bill Buckley's here. uh, Who's doing food and drink this afternoon? Is Bill back to do food and drink? As far as we know, Bill is is going to be here to do food and drink. We will find out, actually. Talking of Anthea Turner, when I was 12, says David, I sang in my school choir on Blue Peter. When the camera was on, Anthea was all sweetness and smiles, but as soon as the camera was turned off, I remember all the kids being shocked at how different she was. (laughs) You want to come behind the scenes of this programme? Um, oh, just re- read one from my producer actually telling me about the podcast, which was quite interesting, so I knew it anyway, but I've actually been sent it. So the podcasts are not working at the moment. I know, but I have to read these things very fast, you know. Uh, 84850, uk. Mike Dickin wrote the news to me of Diana's death. Yeah, but LBC did it first. LBC did it much, uh, much quicker. Do you know they're going to remake... Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. They're also going to bring back Only Fools and Horses, but without David Jason. But they're going to do it with the other one. I don't know why Colleen Rooney would be in the paper today. The singing chipmunk, not singing actually at all. Uh, say, in the pink for the Grand National. My God, there were some ugly people there. Really were dreadful. Uh, also, no, I've just mentioned how low. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not giving it away. I've told you before, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving it away. I, I think it should stay in the LBC prize cover, the idea of giving this blooming thing away. You've only got eight minutes. I don't really want anybody to win it, but we're going to end up giving it away to somebody. And somebody would be very happy to get a phone call, and you go, you've won, step, and you go, yeah, and I'll be going, it should have been me, OK? It should have been me, it should have come to me. I should have kept it. Daniel Lloyd has been tied up. Somebody had pushed her off a cliff. I'm so bored with her. Richard and Judy's famous book club is a virtual write-off after sales hit a new low. It's only because their their shows now no watch, but they're finishing shortly, aren't they? I think they finish at uh, at Christmas time. Somebody says here the Richard and Judy magic has gone. It hasn't gone. It hasn't gone. That's a, a silly thing to say in this uh, in the paper here today. Latest figures by Nielsen Bookscan show just 851,000 copies of the club's top ten titles sold this year. That's 851,000. That's not bad, you know. That's not bad. I know that they have, uh, in fact, in their heyday, they pulled in three million, but that was a long time ago. They're now on a, something else, and apparently on Thursday they managed 6,000. Do you know, there's so many more people listening to LBC 97.3, which I'm very pleased about, actually. Even first thing in the morning, I'm uh, very pleased to say that. I've always said, actually, I should start the programme by saying, you know, a bigger audience than Richard and Judy, not difficult. If only I got the same money. If only it was the same money. Million pounds, I think. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Lorraine, I'm never jealous of anybody, actually. You could never say I'm je- Ask anybody around here. Uh, never jealous. Noreen tells me 6.30 the podcast finished. Oh, crikey. That's all we need. It will, it will come back, I promise you. I hope it comes back anyway. Um, another one here. 
84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Patrick, we're not allowed to do things like that, I'm afraid, uh, because we have to get special licences, and uh, you just you can't do it. It's just not allowed, I'm afraid. And uh, Ron says, my wife loves your show and is a regular listener and uh, never miss you. All our radios are tuned to LBC. And so they should be. So they should be. And he says, talking of spelling mistakes, spelling, you all spell Cyprus incorrectly in your daily blog. Apart from that, you're perfect. I know. It's tough, isn't it, really? It's tough being perfect. So you've got literally six minutes to get these bids in really quick for the Samsung netbook. Battery life, seven hours, very nice indeed. Lowest unique bid will win. Don't need to tell you anything else about it, except you've got to be fast now. So you uh, make your bid, texting Steve, OK, Steve, then your bid in pence and sending it to treble eight two one. So Steve, followed by your bid in pence and send that to treble eight two one. Bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close 11 o'clock today, must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Finishes in under six minutes. Under six minutes. Be very, very fast indeed. Quick look at the front pages of the papers. And, uh, Eve, uh, unfortunately, Mike Dickin wasn't uh, with LBC at the time, I'm afraid. Uh, he already left LBC to go somewhere else. Don't be so rude. Nice little piece of work, honestly. There's always some stupid woman there, isn't there, somewhere? And that's it today. Mike Dickin had left a long time before. It was Tim Crook who broke the news overnight. Nothing worse than having to correct people, is there? Daily Mail, uh, they say, the Mail on Sunday, goodbye, Jade. And the agony of a girl who went for one of these extreme makeovers, £110,000, they say, and it's all started collapsing. Uh, the Sunday Express, they've got Farewell Jade and this uh, funeral with a very strange spelling of uh, things. on. Perhaps it's, the, perhaps it's the florist who can't spell. News of the World, same thing. It's a nice hearse that they've got at Albans. Very nice indeed. Such a shame you have to die to actually get to use the blooming thing. You would think, really, that, um, that you know... <laughs> People should actually be buried in these things while they're alive so you can see what it looks like. That's why Diana's funeral was really the Queen Mother's funeral. So the Queen Mother was able to watch it thinking, oh, it looks all right, that one. I was just amazed at how big Jade's coffin was. That was the one thing I noticed. It was, you know, I mean, I knew she was big, but I, you look at this coffin, it was huge. It was a big, big white thing. And so that's on the, uh, the front of the Sunday Mirror. They, they've got quotes from the boys, but the boys were in Australia, I believe, with Jeff who apparently has paid for their uh, trip over there because he's now forging a career as a presenter himself. It's amazing. It's by association nowadays. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Can we get in just a couple more very quickly? Let's quickly go to uh, this one here. Uh, oh, crack, I'm never going to get round to these. Uh, somebody's saying, I think Jonathan Ross is fantastic. Uh, yeah, well, I don't have any problem with him. I just think, you know, it's, uh, it's rather, rather a shame. Somebody's just said that the How Low is already closed. I thought it closed exactly at 11. It's supposed to close at exactly uh, 11 o'clock. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We're going to get them in very, very fast indeed. Uh, love your programme, says Sharon. And uh, you often talk about the Queen's Theatre Hornchurch. My daughter and I had an art exhibition there. So take a look at our website. It's iaminspired.co.uk. I shall try and get round to it a little bit later. Listen, no more time today because Andrew Pierce is chomping at the bit. And uh, I can tell you that he'll be with you after the news at 11. He'll be taking your phone calls and your texts and your emails. He's going to get angry again about how much money these MPs are making on the gravy train. And a little bit later on, Carol Malone will be in to take a look through some of the other stories because she was at Jade's funeral the other day, so no doubt she will be bringing you up to date on exactly what it was like. Actually, strangely enough, it was a very odd... Um, 
odd lineup of celebrities down there, but they said at one point, oh, Jade was buried in a secret place, and yet quite clearly the Sky helicopter or somebody's helicopter was up there taking pictures of the actual burial, so it's quite identifiable. It's in a corner of the churchyard. People will find it, and people will be going down there probably taking pictures. Uh, John says, remaking Butch Cassidy. Did you know they're about to film St Trinian's 2? And whatever happened to the Carry On London film? Do you remember all the fuss that they made about Carry On London? You know, absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable that Carry On London never got made. There was some... First of all, somebody was going to make it, then they weren't going to make it, and uh, then, unfortunately... It just got shelved. And there were loads of people. They were going to put all sorts of strange non-entities in it. And it never got off. They were saying, Barbara Windsor's going to make an appearance, and this person and that person. And that was the end we ever saw of it. 84850, uk. Back tomorrow morning. We take more of your text and emails. Go to lbc.co.uk. And you'll have to learn how to podcast. But unfortunately, at the moment, it's gone a bit, uh, gone a bit up in the air. But hopefully, it will be back on a little bit later on. Andrew's with you after the news, which is next on 97.3. Mummy, why are you putting your clothes on the bed?